Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Government Name, nigger. I hope you got the emails. <laughs> we are back with another episode of the Government Name Podcast. Two halves that make one whole, which is a complete asshole. Your checks and balances a social commentary. Your podcaster's favorite podcast. We back. Hmm, I had to get something mellow. Let me cut this down. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Governor Podcast. My name is Cole Jackson. And I don't have Shogun here this week. Oh shit. <laughs> um, so I decided to bring back one of my favorite fill-in guests. Um, Sid the Twin Kid. Everybody loved the episode that Sid was on. And so I just decided to say, hey Sid, you want to do another episode with me? So Sid the Twin Kid is back. Hey. Hey y'all. Sid, how you doing, girl? How you do we okay, before we we get to that, we were talking our asses off before. The episode. It's like each and every time. Like I told Paul, like, yo, we gotta put a time limit on this because we be going on and luckily you called us this time because last time we were just my God. I think last like we started at a reasonable time and it was dark by the time we finished everything. I told you though. I was like, we have really good conversations here. Like, I enjoy talking to you because you, you. I just like the the I point of talking. view. I be, cause I be talking. You have good point points of views. Like, we ain't even talk about what we was getting into. But oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> this is a safe. This is a safe space. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm glad you came back. I was. I'm. I'm glad you said yes. I had to hit you up as soon as I found out uh, Shogun was gonna be gone. I was like, let me hit up Sid. For you was the first person that came to my mind. I was like, I had to bring you back. Everybody loves you. I thought I was gonna be like the fourth or fifth person. You know, I didn't think I was cool. You know, y'all the cool kids. Oh my, get out of here. We're not cool. We're lame. <laughs> y'all the cool kids. I'm like on the bench. I'm on the bench. I'm on the sidelines. I'm, I'm, I'm the water boy. By the way, sorry. Shout out to FM. They're a part hey, of. That are part of the Let's Not Go There podcast. One of my favorite pods I like listening to, even though y'all niggas, y'all niggas really be killing me with these two shows and then wait two weeks before I, I can hear y'all again. We are going to fix that. I'm learning to edit the episodes myself. Courtney is just a very booked and busy person. And I'll be booked and busy too, but my schedule is much more flexible than his. Right. So 
didn't, I'm going to take over. So you guys will get your episodes on time from now on going forward. They will never be late. They will always be on time. And from now, I, I, you'll always get an episode. I feel like, um, cause sometimes Courtney just don't be available, but we're going to, we discussed that we're going to start allowing fill-ins or allowing me to just do the episode on my own. So sometimes y'all just will get a whole episode full of Sydney. Mm, on your own though, you need somebody oh. to combat you. We, I would prefer someone to be there, but you know, everybody. Well, I'm available. So just put me I, on. I definitely, I definitely, I was literally sitting. I was like, Nicole's gonna have to just come in, and we're gonna have to talk about lots of relationship stuff, so we can, so you can get to say all the stuff that we talk about off the air on the podcast. I'm down, cause I, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm single, sexy, and free out here. I know. Now I got, I do have some cuties that listen to the podcast, so you know, it's turning to a little dating show. So when you're DM, get hit up. You know, I just want a finder's feet. I want a finder's feet. I don't like black people. They always want some. Listen, give me my 10%. 10? 10%. Get Whatever them. you spend on her for the first 30 days, I get 10% of that. Don't don't give her no cheap dates to be trying to combat that. I'm so done with you. Anyway, how would... I should be at least $20. $20? $20? Maybe like $10. I should get at least $10. You should at least spend $100 in 30 days on a girl at the bare minimum. I, I mean, that's a typical date. Okay, well then shit. I should be getting at least $20. Jeez. What's, what's your rule on paying for dates? Um, okay. So, the funny thing about me is if I don't want to go on another date with you, I do this every time. I always offer to pay for the date if I don't want to see you again. Always. Damn. Always. So most of the dates that I go on, I don't want to see the person again. So I always, I, I offer to pay a lot. Mm-hmm. Has a man ever off? Has a man ever let me pay? Hell no! I've never paid for a date before ever in my life. So you can imagine when I get on Twitter and I be seeing these days, I be like, people actually pay for dates. I've never, ever, even men that I knew were like struggling, never let me pay on a date. So yeah, I've never paid for a date before. But I also my first dates are real cheap. Like I'll go to brunch mm-hmm. or coffee. I try to keep it light because I never know. I don't. I feel. I do be feeling bad when they spend too much money. Now the second date, third date, fourth date, whatever. I don't be caring about how much the person's spending. Number one, because they're planning the dates. The I don't start planning the date until the fifth date. So if you are lucky to get up to a fifth date with me, and I mean that in the sense I'm not being funny, it means that men that love to talk ourselves into out of situations. So if you make it to a fifth date with me, I will plan the date, and I normally will pay for the date, whether they want me to or not. I'll pay. I'll pay for the date by the fifth date. So Will you're, a man make it to the fifth date? Probably not. In your world, they never do. They don't really make it. I mean, I don't like that many people. I don't like that many people. We live in we live in Birmingham. In your world, like they them. never do. Birmingham men be y'all be different. They be different. They be different. I'm not listening to you. So whoever asks is the one who pays. Yes, I feel like that is normal. I've so, never asked a man out, so I don't ever plan to pay for a first. I, I've never pl- paid on a first date because I don't. Well, but that, I always offer. It doesn't necessarily have to be the first date. If you, if I'm not paying for a date, period, unless it's the fifth date. So, so what about when a woman says? Unless it's the first date. Unless it's the first date. So what about when a woman says, "Why haven't you asked me out on a date yet?" Does that count as them asking you? Asking if they the ask man? me out on a date, they don't feel like I'm valuable enough to spend the money on, and that's cool. You don't like me. I'll date somebody else. Mm. And I don't understand why women can't like, I don't, you have to, we always be saying this as black people. 
in the black community. You should always go where you are wanted and not where you are tolerated. Mm. And I believe that should go in every facet of your life. I go where I am wanted and not where I'm tolerated. So if a man mm. does not want me, if a man just tolerates me as in they just want pussy for me, I don't feel like, well, for what, for why? Why am I doing that when there are men that would want me? Mm. So I don't ask for nothing. I just wanted to know because you know some people out here who's just like well, whoever asks is the one who, who who pays for the date, and a, a woman on on Instagram she was saying well, she was on TikTok actually she was saying like if you ask a man to ask you out you're basically asking him out on a date so you should still pay for that date too you should you should what do you agree with that yeah because a woman should never be asking no man out on no damn date what the fuck is wrong with you like. I don't care if you look, and this sounds so bad, and I mean that in the sense, like, if you look like, uh, I'm not going to name a person because I started to name a person and y'all not going to cancel me, but if you look like a bottom of somebody's big toe, I don't care what the fuck you look like. Like, if there is somebody out there that's going to value you, but here's the problem. Mm -hmm. Women Women be lying saying that they don't get offers to go on dates. There is always somebody that's offering to take you out. You're just waiting for a certain kind of man. So if a certain kind of man is not asking you out, the thing is, you shouldn't be trying to force that kind of man that does not want you to ask you out. The thing is, you should probably look in yourself and wonder, why do you think that you're so above the men that you're not attracted to that are constantly asking you out? So you either hold out until you meet the right guy that sees value enough to ask you out, or you lower your standards, you go out with people who are already asking you out that maybe they're not your type. That's the answer. That's the answer. Hmm. Not ask men out. The answer is you either hold out or you ask people out or you, you or you go out with people out that already asked you out that maybe they're not your type. But that's that's the answer. I don't know what's wrong with people. You either you either are okay with being by yourself or you okay with low you okay with lowering your standards if you're not getting approached by the people that you like. Hmm. Hmm. Never looked at it that way. That's 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 unfortunate. Like people just don't want to know the truth. Like that's the truth. Go where you are celebrated. If mm. a man that is celebrating you, maybe he's like, you're oh, he's okay, but like he's missing a few things. Maybe go on a date with them and you'll it'll change your mind. Mm. And if you're not in a place that you don't feel like that, like you're not in a place where you're in a place of your abundance where you have plenty of men that you don't got to do that, that's fine. Or you're in a place in your life where you 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 don't want to. Like you're above that. I really am waiting for this certain kind of person then you need to be okay with either leveling yourself up so the person can meet, uh, so you can meet their standards, mm-hmm. or relocating so those people are in abundance. Number three, being by yourself and just waiting for lightning to strike. Mm. Well, if a woman asks me out, I'm going to pay for the date anyway, just because you had the courage to even ask. Y'all are getting lazy. Who? Women, of the, becoming, women are becoming the new niggas, and I'm refusing to be a nigga. I didn't say they had to. I'm just saying if a woman asked me out, I would be like, well, I'm still paying for the date because you. You asked me out. Women shouldn't. I'm going to say this. Women should not. And it's not because I think it's not for the reason that you think. Women, we have insecurity issues. And I feel like anytime a woman asks a man out, it's always going to be in the back of her mind that the reason why this relationship is going forward is because I did it. Not because they saw value in me. A lot of women will think that way. Not every woman. Hmm. So this is this is not every woman because you have those 20% of women that's I-N-D-E. And for those women, I'm not talking to y'all. But for the other 80% of the women who obviously lead more into their feminine lives, mm-hmm. they're going to be they're going to feel insecure for a while until they feel like you've invested a certain amount. Because that's what women take as their thing that I know that you liked me is that you asked me out. 
So that sucks. Blame blame patriarchy. Okay, this is how shit was set up for y'all. Okay, that ain't our fault. We didn't create the system. Y'all did. Wow. Oh yeah, I was with the white men back in in the, in the George no. Washington days. White people that already gave, got rid of this shit. It's black people that keep that's keeping this up. We are more traditional than white people. I was reading some some statistic in um, News Weekly. Hmm. Black people are significantly more traditional and traditional values than any other group of people. I can believe that. We're even more traditional than Asians in America. These are for America. America, not for I don't know about everybody else. America. Before y'all come for me, y'all be like, oh, in Korea, I don't know Koreans, okay? In Korea. What Koreans is listening? What Koreans are listening to this show? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you you, you never know. People be ready to be coming for folks next. And I only know Americans, okay? These are statistics for America and America. Right. Bye. Bye. I'm done with you. (laughs) (laughs) How was your week? How was your week last week, (laughs) Sid? I'm so done. Um, my week was very busy. If you guys don't know, I am a stylist and creative director. So I do a lot of projects with, um, brands, um, personal styling with people. Like I'll really come and clean out your closet and set you up for success within your budget. Um, I do a lot of that as well as I have, I've been working on, I have a veggie store that's getting ready to open up that I have with my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Alexis and we're going to open up a store that's going to sell vintage furniture and vintage clothing. Um, so I've got that. I have my own podcast, so I've just been working a lot, mm. you know. I don't and getting drunk pretty much like three days out of the week. List your accomplishments, Queen. List your accomplishments. You know, you know when you call me Queen, it always feels wrong. So you don't, <laughs> you don't call me that. You don't call me that. Okay, I'd rather you what? call me a damn princess at this point. Just call me princess. I ain't no damn queen. I like to. I, I like. I like a man to come and help me. Okay, I want to be. I ain't independent. Okay. You just listen. I'm just saying, list your accomplishments, Queen. That's all I'm saying. It ain't got nothing to do with. There you go. So you playing with me? List your, list your accomplishment. What's your week? What's your week been like? You treat me. You treat me. All right, wait. That means you're trying to kill me. Don't do that. You know how I feel about that. That means you're trying to kill me. Wow. So King means I'm trying to kill you. Yes. Okay. Name a king that's still living. Exactly. Don't call me no king, cause I, you okay. plotting on me. That, I'm now I'm as scared. As long as you know, as long as you know, I'm not hiding my intentions. <laughs> they are plain sight. I'm done with you. Um, so I've been redesigning, getting the website redesigned. BYKRadio.net, please check us out. We'll we'll have some some content coming soon. Um, getting a redesign for the website going on. That was a lot. Um. Like doing stuff like that is so draining sometimes. Um, just trying to have a business or a side business and trying to make it successful and keep things looking the way you want it to look. And you have this vision, but you have to explain it to somebody else and they're trying to make things work. It's hard and it's um, it's just draining. It was draining. At the same time, um, I'm trying to develop some more podcasts for the network and try to get that off the ground. And just last week, I was just in my, I was really in my creative bag last week because I was coming up with a, a, a lot of different things um, and just trying to finish up because I wanted to make sure the website was done by the end of the month. Like May, that was my goal. End of May, want to make sure this website is redesigned to my liking. Um, 
And it was a lot of ideas that I was throwing out there that he tried, but it just didn't work. Yeah. Things like that bother me. Um, sometimes I, I Why want. Why do they bother you? I want what I want, and when it doesn't work the right way, or if it's not capable at the time of what, because of what I have, I get I get frustrated because I see yeah. what I want to do is just not capable with what I have. And, um, so you have a vision, but you, it's kind of hard to bring it into fruition, or is it not going to be real receptive? That's what I'm kind of confused about. Mm, it's really more of the fact of of not being able to happen at the moment. Like it can be done, but I have to go different route or different means, and it's going to cost more money. And I'm like, yeah. when you have a, a vision, <laughs> it's better to have a vision with unlimited funds so you can get what you want. But like I'm like I'm on a budget here because I have to spend money and and put things in si- different situations and also I have expenditures that have to come out for next month. Yeah. So it's just one of them things where it's just like it was just really draining because they do don't get me wrong I put it out there and he was like okay I'll try it but aesthetically it couldn't work with what I had and I had to upgrade some shit and move some shit around and it just didn't work and I got a little I felt a little defeated just because it just wasn't happening well i wouldn't feel defeated per se i mean i get what you're saying or maybe frustrated well, is a better word no defeated would be there's nothing wrong with feeling defeated i mean to, to win things you have to if anyone has played a video game before or, or played a sport you know that sometimes you lose sometimes you get defeated and sometimes you win so defeated is not necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. in order to progress you have to know what you do you have to know how to get to the steps to get to progression. Mm-hmm. Normally, you have to be defeated a, a certain amount of times. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you feeling that way. It's just that I think um, you shouldn't put so much pressure on yourself to succeed the first time. You I'm, have a lot of pressure on yourself. And I understand why, because there's money involved. You well, have to take that pressure off yourself. I've always been my own worst critic. And then I have friends behind the scenes it's like yo man you kind of hard on yourself i'm like well yeah i want to be successful and i want to move forward with what i want to do like i want to do what i want to do and get rid of this nine to five bullshit because I, I just i'm not feeling it anymore i just need to be my I, own boss I, and i'll be able to i, I want to win I what you're saying, but you're putting you're doing it because you, i feel it like in my, my just from someone that's in a similar situation you're doing it because you're putting a timeline on yourself like you feel like i need to have this done at this time i need to have this done and there's no time limit. There's no time limit. You got to stop putting that time. You got to stop putting that lim- that time limit on yourself because the process of you getting to it, I know it's getting frustrating because you're just like, I'm tired of doing this. I need this to be over so I can, you know, get out of my nine to five so I can leave my own boss for my time. What? We had a technical difficulty, guys. So if, if this I'm kind so of sorry, you guys. it's not your fault, it's a safe space here. We make mistakes. Things happen. <laughs> Nah, um, yeah, just talking about the the website and just feeling a little bit defeated and frustrated about what I can and can't do. And you were telling me about a timetable, which that's really, I think being the only child kind of has me a little bit, you know, like, I want this to be, why can't this happen the way I want it to happen now? I think that's just what it is, but you encouraged me and I like that. Go ahead, give me, give me my, give me my encouragement. (laughs) And spend all your your visions to be at least in working and moving parts, you know. So you have that mental timeline. Like I need these things done so that way I can focus on other things, so I can give my energy into other things. And you know, and especially when you're someone that you've been working on things for a while, because you've had a lot of these moving parts going for a while. You're like, you're 
you're ready to say this is what I do for a living. You're ready to have that as your as your marker. And yeah. I don't want you to feel that pressure of this time crunch of I need to have this marker, this title, these things at a certain time because yeah. and you don't need that validation. It's what you are. Like when I walk into the world and people ask me what I do, I say I'm a stylist. I said, that's what I am. That's, that's, that's my vision. That's where I'm at. You know, and when people ask for those moving parts or whatever, of course, you can give them the rundown at that point. But I do mm-hmm. say, don't put the pressure on yourself to have everything in a row. Allow yourself to have those defeats. Allow yourself to have those movements. Because when you get to the, that place where everything's together and it's mm-hmm. not in moving parts anymore, it'll be running and operating smoothly because you've had those moments of defeat. You've had those growing pains already. You know, mm-hmm. don't take them as being such like a negative process and don't live in them because they're for a small moment. Yeah, you know, you trust me. I played the stock game during the damn pandemic and lost <laughs> so much goddamn money. I was just like... Um, <laughs> you weren't like, you weren't part was, of stock Twitter, were you? I sure was. And I said, "Damn, man, this ain't." I'm not good at this, okay? And I'm and I mean yeah. that to say is, I wanted to to take that ownership of being like, I'm not good at this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Not mm-hmm. knowing that it's it's a growing pain. Like this is a very small moment in my life where yes, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to lose money, and it's kind of embarrassing because I'm like, oh, I invested into things. I told people I invested, and I ain't get no money. Um, Fancy pants, you know. But I, I said that to say that I will be happy to have these defeats, these growing pains, where yeah, I lost some money and I've been able to grow. Because once I know I'm in a groove and I know what I'm doing, I'm going to constantly have these reminders of what not to do. Because I've mm. been able to. It's it's better to have not a crazy level of success and then you don't know how to maintain it than to get up there slowly and then you knew what you had to do to get up there, so you know what not to do to make it fall. Mm. Yeah. Most so, better. you know, you're doing you're doing great. You have so much going on for yourself already. You don't, you know, allow yourself to celebrate what you've already done and not to oh, focus yeah. on the stuff that you haven't done yet. Yeah, small victory, small victory celebrations are the thing to do. Um, They're important because that's what keeps you from not focusing on what you're you haven't accomplished yet or what you haven't finished doing yet. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you celebrated yourself when you had did something small? Um, maybe yeah. last month or something like that. Right, you, you know this needs to, it needs to be like any time, like you do something, and well, it, I, it shouldn't feel foolish for you to do that. I came into this year with that type of energy, but now it's to the point where it's just like when you write out your goals, you're trying to manifest things. You're you're just like right now. I'm just at a point where you like I actually was like, yo, this actually things are hitting the timelines. For this year that I'm, I'm, I've, I've been, I've written out and done. So I'm happy about that. It's just a simple fact that certain things that I, I, I wanted to get done for the website to look a certain way or what I wanted, just when it wasn't achievable because I just didn't have all the resources that I need. Yeah, but the, web, but the website's gonna be up, and it was better than it was before, right? Yeah, it looks way better. I got already got a quite a few compliments because it's like, oh, this looks great. And I'm like, yeah, it looks way better than what it was. So celebrate that win and don't focus. You you're one of those people you focus on. But I did this, but I could have did this with it. And that should be more about that should do less of that. Do less of I did it. Don't even focus on the butt. (laughs) You don't even focus on the butt. Like I did this, but. I did it. Just I did it. Yeah. I did it. 
do more of that because as long as you're meeting your goals and your timelines, like how you get there and maybe some of it being a little wonky, mm. you are the only person that knows. No one else knows. Yeah. So just, just focus on everyone else being happy and celebrating you and not so much about the butt. Just go with, I did this. So I, may, I, I just updated the website, you guys. It looks great. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. I gotta bring you on the show more because you <laughs> you realign me. <laughs> you realign me. My life, my Sagittarius self. You got me realigned. So there you, you go. You know we're opposites, so we always do what the other person needs to be doing. So like, I need to be doing the butt more. I'm like, man, I be over here celebrating today. I'm like, oh girl, you woke up today. It's time to go ahead and get yourself a coffee. <laughs> I definitely need more butts. Like, but you you woke up, and yeah, you woke up late. I'll be like, right. I woke up though. So there ain't and no that's butt. what counts. That's what counts. That, and that's what counts. So, <laughs> but yeah, that that was like my biggest thing. The website and then just um coming up with things and 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 I've been trying to create more podcasts and trying to get these things, these ideas out, written out, and um. I don't know. I, I, like I said back before we started recording, like this morning, I, I kind of I usually work out before I do a pod, you know, on Sunday. That's and, but I just just stayed here and wrote out some stuff. Were you in a funk or in a bad mood? Mm-hmm. No, like just more focused today. Last night, um, typically when I, I my creative juices don't start going to like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I saw that night. on Twitter. <laughs> you said that. And I'm like, oh, and I just get these ideas for things and I just start trying to write them out. And because I wasn't really doing that at one point in time, like I was really just like, oh, that's a good idea, whatever. But just coming to this year and really learning more about trying to manifest what you want. Like, I'm real big on this manifesting thing. I used to think it was like garbage, but it does work. It does work. I, I can't even sit up here and bullshit. It works with action. I don't mm-hmm. think people people be manifesting and then be going to sleep every day and then be hoping that like they win a million dollars out the sky. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Manifestation just it really just recharges your mind to pinpoint and focus so that we can get these things done. And it yeah. does, and I do think positive attract more positive. So if you truly, you know, I, I posted something on my Instagram story about Lisa Lopez that if you see it, imagine it, and you believe it. It's already happened. You just haven't figured out how you got there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's part. That's I think that's a part of the appreciation deal. Is like the the journey to get to that point. So, but yeah, just just um, I just I've been super creative this week, and I've just been trying to get all of that kind of stuff out of my out of my brain and onto some type of paper or typing it up or something, uh, and just trying to work it out. And some of this stuff is actually working. And it's some stuff that I want to do, and I need to figure out who I want to approach to get some of these other things done. It's just a lot. But this week, just this week in general, was just very. Um, it wasn't a funk. It was really. I just got a lot of creative juices going on, and I just I had just to get it out. You just want to get everything out. Yeah, I, I feel it was draining. Have to do that. It is draining to keep those kind of ideas. So it's good that you're. Have you thought about just keeping like I have like a little, have an annoying notebook. Um, one of my friends, I'm not going to name her, she does listen to your podcast. Yes, I do the same thing. And I take that. My notebook is a little smaller because when I say I take it everywhere, I'm not over-exaggerating. I, I, take it when I, I take it when I eat. I could be going to dinner somewhere. Where's my other? I have like three. 
I have three notebooks. I have the future, I have ideas, and then I have just a blue notebook where I just write out random thoughts. See, you're more organized. I just, I, I just, I keep the notebook. I just, and then the trick is for me is I read my notebook Thursdays and Sundays. Every Thursday mm-hmm. and every Sunday, I read my notebook. I read my notebook, and then I kind of have an idea of what ideas am I bringing to fruition. Like sometimes people, when they see the the content that I create online, they wonder where it comes up from, and it's literally because I'm always constantly observing constantly writing constantly reading mm-hmm. honestly work feels like it's 24 7 for me because i'm always looking for inspiration all day i spend more time doing that than anything else always looking for content to talk about always mm-hmm. and i think that's important i think as a creative i enjoy that work doesn't feel like work for me because i enjoy doing it mm-hmm. i don't enjoy my nine to five but you know i don't either but that's what that's what that's what fuels your dreams yeah, it does. My dreams are very expensive. They're very expensive. Because you got to keep the look up. You got to keep your own ideas up. You have to have content, you know, for people to, to believe that you actually have taste. Yeah. So, and staying up to today, you know, and I don't got no sugar daddy out here. So, it's just me. Lord have mercy. It's just, it's just me. You typically have... Um, amazing and beautiful pictures on oh, the Instagram so like but people need to follow you and uh, you follow I know. follow me dressed in happy follow me follow me I know that's why I've been but it's it's me because the way the and um, I had a meeting with Instagram recently mm. I thought I was shadow banned so I started meeting up with them and um because for a while I haven't had my, I haven't really posting on my Instagram consistently for a long period of time. I've only really been posting for about like two years, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less than that, to be honest. And in that time frame, I got most of my followers in the first year. So I went from zero to what majority is now in one year. Mm-hmm. So, and that was me posting pretty sporadically. I wasn't consistent, but I was getting, re- you know, pretty regularly. And mm-hmm. I just kind of stopped, like at a standstill. So I had a meeting with Instagram asking if I was shadow banned. Number one, I was a <laughs> shadow banned. Well, um, what? They only do that for women who usually have OnlyFans. <laughs> they shadow banned me because they felt like I was using, they thought I was spam because of the amount of the same hashtags that I was using at one point in time. I would literally use the same hashtags every single day. And if you don't switch them, apparently you can get shadow banned. So I got shadow banned. And then they asked them, what can I do to make sure that I'm, I'm being rotated properly? And another thing that rotated me properly was um, the fact that uh, I have to be, I actually have to be consistent. Like I can't like miss a day anymore because the, the algorithm doesn't recognize me anymore. So I actually have to post every day. So in order to actually get seen, like not within, within my own audience now, since I've been unshadow banned, I've been unshadowed for like what two or three weeks. I've been seen by my audience. Now my audience actually finds me, and I can tell because the amount of shares and saves that I have have gone up by like the way. Like I used to get like five or six shares or saves, mm-hmm. and now I get like 30, 50. So that is a significant increase, and that means that now not only do people like the content, but it's people that like it that actually see value in it are actually able to see it and save it. So, yeah, being a content creator is sucky. That's why that's not my main gig. I don't know how people make that their main gig. That's <laughs> tiresome. Like, I mean, I do the art of it because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, I have to be consistent. So I mean, now I'm just going to be just just posting any random pictures because now at this point I kind of have to in order to have be consistent. That's terrible and crazy at the same time. It I is like you get Instagram. Instagram is a nightmare. So it is. If I was really tech savvy, I would just be on TikTok because TikTok is really where it's at. They don't have mm-hmm. they have an algorithm, but th- their algorithm works. It's um, anyone that's interested in doing TikTok and taking it over. Everything that you post on TikTok gets seen by a very small general amount of population for the first two hours. If it is seen enough in the first two hours, it will then be sent out to like a huge audience for two more hours. If it is seen back to back, as in someone watches a lot of a a good portion of your audience will watch it several times in a row. Then they release it again for another two hours to a larger audience. So basically, as long as people are engaging it, they keep re-releasing it to more and more people. People that don't follow you, people that don't know you, as long as they watch that kind of content, they just keep releasing and releasing and releasing and releasing and releasing. So I actually, um, I am probably going to do this now that I have more technical control over the podcast mm-hmm. more. What's going to happen is um, we're going to probably start doing snippets of the episodes and putting them on TikTok. And I suggest you guys doing the same thing too. Yeah, we might as well because the it seems like our I don't want to get into that. (laughs) Instagram is a whole different kind of monster in itself to to get you know like a lot of the people that follow me that actually like my content are big influencers. They're people that already have twenty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand people, and they follow Mm -hmm. me. So it's not like I don't make good content, but you're fighting against a whole different kind of monster. Um, unless you pay for ads, which is something I'm going to have to start doing. I'm going to have to put that in my budget. I'm going to have to actually pay to about do like three or two of them a week, release them. So that way I can start getting my content out to an audience that doesn't know me. Otherwise I'm not going to get out. It's a hustle, man. I love, I love, I love the Facebook <laughs> Instagram hustle. It's great. They just, it's, it's good for money. Cause I mean, I make, I can make, I've been making a bag off of it, even with my small platform. So I, I mean, it's not like I don't make no money off of it, but cause I mean, I make some good money off of it. But the problem is, is like the amount of money that I feel like for the amount of, for the amount of work that I put into it mm-hmm. and the amount of work that I see other people put into it that are in my same genre of people, mm-hmm. it's not adding up. I should be making just as much money as I see some of these other people and I'm not. So I'm trying to figure out again i see it i believe it i just haven't gotten there yet i'm just trying to get there right okay go ahead to see it and believe it see it and believe it there you go hey we go okay that's i like that go ahead go ahead Um, there's no discouragement here it's just about how can i get there safe yeah safe space all the time uh speaking of safe space i i wanted to (laughs) wanted to talk to you wanted to bring this up. Have you seen the article about Demi Lovato? Um, I have. So, Let me give you a quote real quick. No, Let me throw this out. Please tell me more. <laughs> well, it was like, okay, so this is what she put on her on Instagram. It was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but complimenting someone on their weight loss can be as harmful as complimenting someone on their weight gain in regards to talking to someone recovering from an eating disorder. That's one of the biggest quotes that came from her 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 uh, post. Um, what can we say? Like, it's gotten to the point now where it's like, for people who don't know, Demi Lovato had she came out as pansexual. Mm-hmm. Um, she apparently lost some pounds. People 
commented about how how good she looked now. It hurt her mentally. She went into this bad space and kind of went off on IG about like people complimenting her on her weight gain. Like I'm just like, what can we how do you feel how do you feel about people? Okay. Now, I mean, in the sense, I, I, I understand the thought process about how she feels about her weight. Like, for me, I just recently, um, last year, gained a pretty significant amount of weight in all the right places. And everyone's been cheering, like, oh, you got body now. You got body. You got body. I've been hearing it so much. I get it, you guys. I got ass now. So, I get it. <laughs> you guys don't have to keep telling me. Santa Claus visited <laughs> me and left me ass. He left me Thank ass. You, okay? I got I got ass now. So, I say that in the sense to say that it is because I was once again I was perfectly fine with my body, so it kind of if she was okay with being kind of chubby, and for people to be like, "Oh, you look great now," it's just like, "Well, I wasn't great before." So I understand that idea. Do I understand the idea that now you need to hold people accountable for what they thought they were doing when they were being kind to you? No. I think we need to understand people. We don't all of our love languages in the way that we give. Isn't the same. We all don't give that stuff the same. You should be happy that people are giving it and that you have a sense of community with people. And I think now we have a bunch of crybabies that know not only do you need to love me, cherish me, and honor me, but you need to cherish and love me and honor me in the way that I wanted to. Even right. though I don't know you, I don't have no correlation with you. Hell, I wouldn't be rich because of you. I'm point sis needs to fall and and being grateful she needs we are not your audience is not your therapist y'all need to start going to therapy i'm sick of hearing these things on the internet i need to go to therapy let me just say this (laughs) demi lovato has had a bout with she's had bouts with her mental health for a long time like for a minute now like i get it you know what i'm saying but like don't run your social media account why don't you pay someone to run your you need to protect yourself if you, I, you need to have a burner account, you don't need to have access to your own shit, and you need to have someone managing it. If it is so detrimental to your spirit, you listen. You Look. don't need to use your social media. I don't know why. I don't know who need to tell y'all this, but y'all need to use it. Y'all don't need to use it. If it's hurting you, you don't need to use it. You don't if, need to use it. Has somebody affected you that way before? Like, has somebody been like, you know, you look really good with those pounds? Like what did you what, what when I when someone said it to me, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it annoyed me. When I first was getting the compliments, I was like, Oh, it's cute, but now like it's still it's, you know, I've been this way for a minute. And I'll be I, I just be like, Okay, I get it, okay. I was a stick before, I get it. I was a stick with boobs before, I get it. Y'all don't have to keep telling me this. I know I was here. We me and her, the my body, we have a wonderful relationship with each other. I see her, mm. she see me, we see each other. So I get I get it, but do I hold people accountable? Because I know that they're trying to be kind. No, I don't hold people accountable, and no, I don't. But I don't take nothing to heart. See, I think this is the difference. I don't take people as strangers to heart. Hmm. I get, despite the fact that I have a platform built on positivity, I get a lot of really angry DMs. <laughs> a lot. Angry? You don't angry. put anything. I get. I, I especially during the pandemic, and people were very bored during the pandemic. I had a, I had. It's honest. It had gotten so like I got, especially when the Black Lives Matter thing. People did not. People were very unhappy with the way that I was responding to it because I said be positive, and apparently that wasn't the answer. So I got 
it was so bad that like the little box that you know you don't have to read because people you're not following the person now i don't read that no more i don't even read it no more so i don't even read it no more i don't read it i haven't read it in forever to be honest i probably should right. read it at some point but i i just don't read it because I, I had people come for me and say, "Will you? Do you edit your body in your pictures?" Because I, because I had gained some weight. There was a girl that I went to high school with, and her, and a bunch of other random people that I guess had known me at one point in time. They were asking me that. A bunch of other, like just, you know, I had a, a old white woman say to me because um, I said something about being black and something. She was just like, "You know, you have a white audience, and you need to respect." That's why I don't read the message no more. Y'all are annoying. Wow. So I, for me, and I only get like a, a handful of them. I'm not getting like a shit ton of them. Mind you this, it, I don't care. I'm going to be honest with you. Right. I don't care. I, I don't care. And the reason why, because I, 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 I don't have to read them. There you go. I, I don't got to read them. I don't got to read them. I feel like celebrities need to to protect themselves. Like if I had, they have the same box. If I'm not following people, I'm not reading that shit. And my comments, I don't, I wouldn't read them. I would have someone manage them and do them myself. If I had a bunch of negative comments and I got to that part and I knew I, I was in a bad place, because you're not always mm-hmm. going to be in a bad place. These, those kind of comments only affect you when you're in a bad place. If you're in a happy place, those kind of com- those kind of comments, yeah, they, they'll still be annoying, but they're not going to mm-hmm. affect you heavily. Right. But when you are you are in a bad place you should have somebody else if you're getting negative comments on your pictures something you can't avoid you should have someone else managing your social media someone that don't know you someone you know someone that doesn't that's not invested into your brand not a friend or a family member get someone that don't know you that ain't gonna be invested in these comments and right. have them delete them you know that's their job delete them if they're a celebrity i don't understand celebrities don't have this i don't understand how celebrities i don't have a burner account i never use my social media if I was a celebrity i would just have a burner account and have someone you do it because you have to know having because I, I have to say this like um when chloe bailey when she was online first being naked i know she's still naked everywhere but when she was she first not born, naked she ain't been naked lately but she was I, she, she been naked that's cool i like to be naked too sis i be legs out me my legs be out child so i get it we i like be naked why don't any, why don't anybody talk about the times when she on her IG and she on her drum machine making beats and singing? Oh, like, don't nobody talk about that. We do talk about that. Folks, we talk about that. See, here's the thing. We do talk about that. We do. We do. We do talk about it. That's that's the thing. But we talk about everything. I think people just want you to ignore the the fact that she naked and she is. She is naked. She not. <laughs> okay. When she was when she was walking across that square in her panties and that t-shirt and the, the, that thing was you know, doing that thing, it was thinging. I was just like, girl, you naked. That's cool. When you walk around in your underwear or a bathing suit as a woman, you are naked. It's You're naked. You are naked. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay that she naked. It's okay that she naked. I'm not saying as a negative thing, she is a grown ass. Well, she, she a young woman. She a young woman coming into her own and owning her sexuality. I don't think there's anything wrong with her being naked. She is naked, though, and I'm not going to negate from the fact that she's naked. Cardi B be naked. Meg was, I don't be having no problem with nobody being naked. But you naked? If I if y'all saw a picture of me on the gram in a bathing suit tomorrow, I would hope y'all would know in my mind that I know I'm naked. Because that's what I am. Because you're basically... Naked, wait. My definition of naked is way different than what yours is. Yeah, naked, I can see everything. Naked to me means when you're on, if any, okay, we wear and we don't walk around in our underwear, right? That's not something we do. 
Right. So when you're wearing something that is to the level of you seeing your underwear, which a bathing suit to me is the same equivalent because it's the same. Unless you're Florida. The same. You are indecent. You're slightly indecent. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong because women are taking back and owning their sexuality. But me saying that she ain't naked don't make up for the fact that she's naked. No, I think. I ain't gonna take it away from it. So I'm saying that to say that when she was crying on the ground, I was just thinking, sis, what the hell? Like, if you if you having a bad couple weeks, get some. I know you got some money. Either take a break, or you take, or and you have somebody else manage your social media account. You know, pay someone like a couple grand, uh, like a couple thousand dollars for a month to manage it, or it's for two weeks to manage it. I just don't understand. Right. I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, I don't, and I, maybe that's just because I'm a logical thinker. I feel like any, if I ever got to a level, which I hope I do one day, to where I am I'm admired and people are just constantly, I know that comes with negativity. I know mm. it's going to come with negativity because anything that is admired will at some point be hated. That's just what comes with the territory. That's, that's life. Yeah, that's, that's how life, life works. And whether you are a person with a thousand comments or with one or two, it could be Becky in the corner in your cubicle telling you why you wear them heels because they look like stripper heels and they could be Prada shoes that are $2,000. You, anything that's admired is going to be hated. And you, and people have to stop wanting to be liked. I don't give a fuck. We live in a world, wait, hold on. We live in a world of social media where likes mean something. Likes likes are currency. Likes are currency. They, yes. Okay. They, you don't know these people. They are money. They are money. I don't understand how people, how we've decided to turn. Like when I see people and they like my content and they enjoy me, I think that's great. I love that. But that's what I do it for. It's for people to to enjoy my content. But at the mm-hmm. same time, people who don't enjoy my content, I'm not for you. I ain't gonna lose no sleep. In fact, I'm gonna give me a glass of wine. I'm gonna get in my bed. I'm gonna curl up and I'm gonna sleep peacefully. And if you don't like it, that's fine. I'm not for everybody. People need to understand that not like I literally had a person yesterday DM me and tell me that she thinks I'm fake. Mm-hmm. She says she thinks my positivity is fake, and I'm like, that's cool, sis. My content's not for you. And then you know what I went to go do? I went. I finished working. I drank me some wine. I ate me a cookie. I got in my bed with my white fluffy dog and I curled up with him and I slept like a damn baby. Y'all got to start letting these people bother you. Y'all got to start letting these people bother you. Even if it was a thousand people saying the same thing. I don't know you. I don't know you. And I'm not your cup of tea. I know I'm not going to be. Rejection is normal. That's because that's what it is. It's rejection. Rejection mm. is normal. You're Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to see you as valuable. That's fine. That's fine. And Demi Lovato needs to understand that people may not have value you when you was fat. That's the truth. And it's, is it something that's going to make her happy? No. Is it okay? Like, it's okay. You're not for everybody. We live in a part that people literally be having brain aneurysms because people don't like them. And I just don't get it because when you was in high school, not everyone liked you. When you was a kid, not everyone liked you. I'm sure you got somebody in your family that don't like you. You, It's the same. Not everyone likes you. I don't understand. This Chicago, this Chicago nigga. nigga. <laughs> I don't get it. Like shit. Like I'm saying, hey, I, I know people don't like. Back. I know some people that don't like me right now, and I don't do anything to nobody. And I know people don't like me, and that's okay. Like I'm not gonna be for everybody. Some people gonna look at me and be like, "Oh shit, she look like a big toe." I think she is so ugly, and it's fine. I'm not gonna be for everybody. 
the thing is for me, it's just sometimes people adapt that same mentality. And for me as a man, I was always I grew up around a lot of women. Mm-hmm. One thing that that those women taught me was women like compliments. Yes. If you compliment a woman, that is they love compliments. Make sure you compliment them. But if it gets to a point where I can't even, I'm just looking at it from the man side of it. Like if I'm gonna say, "Yo, you look real good in them, mm, them pants. They fitting. They fitting different." And I like that. And I <laughs> and like then, that. But then I have to take accountability because now your feelings hurt because I said your pants look good. No. You don't have. You don't have to take accountability for that. But, but, I'm, but people are going to the, the, the problem I'm having with this is people adapt mentalities like this especially from when they like Demi Lovato and she she came out as pansexual which I kind of feel like that was a kind of a ploy to me I don't know if it's a ploy. being pansexual is being something sexual is in anything other than hetero that's kind of just like let me get this group in real quick and, and try to make something off of that because Anyway, well, I'm not I mean, going to go rebel. I'm not saying that. I think a lot of people feel like they don't belong. We have we live in a society of outsiders. Everybody thinks they don't belong. Even the cute little American blonde feel like somewhere she don't belong. So when people don't feel like they belong, they feel like they don't belong in a certain category. So they just want to fit somewhere. And what does and pansexual literally means you anything. So I feel like people that don't feel like they fit in a particular mode, they feel like they're pansexual. That's how I feel, or they feel like they need to, they need to classify themselves as something different because they feel like they don't belong anywhere. We live like there are, and I'm not saying that there's some people that don't genuine that aren't genuinely pansexual. I don't believe that, mm-hmm. but do I believe that everyone that comes out as pansexual is pansexual or asexual? Since asexual, maybe you in a drought, like you know. Niggas <laughs> just say hollering at you right now. You know, like, but I say that to say that sometimes I do think it's genuine. I absolutely think it's genuine, but I think there are a lot of things where words become trends and people feel empowered. Like I felt different too. They mm-hmm. feel different. I feel different too. Maybe that's me, you know, which is why we have women that go and kiss girl, kiss a girl at a club once and be bisexual, but then don't ever want to fuck a girl. Girl, you are not bisexual. You just had a moment. You, 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 made, you, is, you, you're not nothing. What you are is you're someone that thought that girl looked cute and you was drunk. Like right. that don't mean you. Bisexual means you want to be in a relationship with her. You want to fuck her. You don't right. want a relationship. You don't want to fuck her. You are not bisexual. I think a girl's pretty too. That don't mean that I want to fuck her or want a relationship with her. Hell, even if you want to fuck somebody, that don't necessarily mean that you classify in their sexuality. It just means right. if you don't want a relationship, you don't think you could love that gender. Mm-hmm. Probably. But I say that say people, we live in a group of outsiders. Everyone want to belong. And if they don't feel like they belong in a traditional sense, then they'd be like, oh, instead of making new rules for heterosexuality, I must not be heterosexual. I must be something else. There you go. And then don't even participate in the rules of what they... Why can't you just be Demi? Lord have mercy. Speaking of that, let me move on to something else real quick. You were talking about uh, sharing or love everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about my my home girl that, so was, that was on Instagram. Let me play this real quick. Why did everyone send me this? <laughs> there are more women on this planet than men. Um, in the United States, we have about a quarter of our population in jail. Um, another quarter of our population identifies as LGBTQ. So, with that being said, it is a nigga shortage out here. There's a shortage of available good niggas out here. So, for all you bitches. 
that think you deserve your own nigga, like your own personal nigga, like that's only yours. Like, okay, it's some women that do, but are you that bitch? Like, what do you bring to the table and make you think you deserve your own nigga and it's a nigga shortage? Sis, grow up. You got to share that nigga. That's our nigga. <laughs> you share? <laughs> you, you share? She, she it's a nigga shortage out here. I wish a bitch would come up and say, yo, I want your nigga and you're going to have to share her. Well, she's going to find herself as sharing herself a bed with somebody else in the hospital. It's a nigga um, shortage. Hell no. so, she just had the stats. You didn't see the stats? First she, of all, she got like Curry right now. You know what? I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm tired of people saying, not citing where they get these stats from. Because they stats do not be accurate. I read stats all the time. Okay, so... I know this shit is not accurate, and it's not. Twenty-five percent of men do not recognize themselves as LGBT. That is an absolute <laughs> lie. Where what is it? Twenty? What is it? Twenty-four? It is seven percent. It is seven percent. It is seven percent. So I'm. You just being a hater right now. No, what I am is being like honest, like. Everybody feel like they could be in a relationship with somebody because they could just say these random facts and then don't know what the fuck they be reading or getting this shit from. Sis, it's 7%. It's not that many men that are gay. I don't know where the fuck you getting this shit from. Like, so that's the first problem. It's the stats. See, you're, reading, you're reading the abridged version of these stats that you're I'm getting. Her stats seem very, very realistic. Her, her stats seem like, sis, okay, so if a man don't want you, your answer is not for you to take somebody else's man. What's taking when you sharing? She well, say well, sharing. If you can't get your own relationship, your answer is not to become a side chick because that's what it seems like to me. So that's the first problem I have with the rhetoric. The second thing is this: this idea of I'm so sick of people saying, "Well, what do women bring to the table?" Because only time I hear what men bring to the table every single time I hear these kind of conversations that men put value and stake into is money. If I if you're not paying my bills, what else do you do for me? Great conversation. <laughs> and, see, and that's why wonderful sex maybe that's something for, okay so we just talked about my the stats all here about how many women don't have orgasms before they turn the age of 35 that was pre that was pre-production so, you, you can't be bringing it up so, now that's pre-production I definitely ain't a lot of y'all are definitely not bringing great sex and i don't blame y'all i blame women because we'd be fucking lying to y'all oh so if we do we'd be lying so i'm gonna say this Women bring a lot to the table to have their own men. But we also have, there is significantly more women that actually are LGBT than there are men. Mm. Significantly more. It's like, what is it? I can't remember what, the stats. What, but it's definitely, okay. definitely more than 7%. First of all, real quick, Sid, has a, has a stud ever kicked game to you before? Because that's what happens. Yes. People, women fall for the studs. The studs kick so much I would much want no damn stud. I would, if, let me tell you this. Now, I'm not saying I'm a narcissist. <laughs> But if I was to ever fuck a woman or be interested in a woman, she would have to look like me. And I mean in the sense like I want a light-skinned woman with locks. I want her to be shaped similar to me. Because then it don't feel so gay. Because I'd be like, yo, well, you me. I'm just really fucking myself. So <laughs> You are always for anybody who's ever listened to their podcast, one thing that Sid is always saying, can't nobody fuck me better than me. Nobody! <laughs> The best lover I've ever had. Now there is one man that's dangerously close that I smashed. One man. This nigga said dangerously. 
managers leave close and I, I I'm not talking to him or smashing him no more. So but there was one, there was one where Dick touched the heart. The rest of everybody else, I definitely got them beat. Like I can make myself come in like two minutes, knock and tuck myself in and don't have to talk or cuddle and get hot throughout the night. Hell yeah. Like it's def I'm definitely fucking myself better than Why does this sound like a job? <laughs> It is. Here's the thing. I'm a perf I'm a sexual person that's a pleaser. So every time I have sex with a man, most of the time I'm performing in a sense. Like I like to make the man feel great. So I'm always gonna have sex better with myself because I don't have to perform or do nothing. I just lay back. You know, let 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 the vibrator do what it do. Let my fingers, whatever it is that I choose at the moment, maybe my special pillow. So um, this nigga said special pillow. My special pillow right. that I put in my closet. You know. So, but I go that to say, women do a lot more in relationships, especially now that we live in a deck in an era where most of the time women are doing 50 50, despite the fact that people women complain online, but the statistics don't lie. Most women do 50 50, most of the time 50 50 or 60 40 or 70 30, mm -hmm. something to that increment where they're paying something, they're paying a good bit of something, right? So, I say that to say that and still do most of that and in the black community because we were talking offline that. We are more traditional traditional than any other group of people mm. in America, even more than Asians in America. I ain't talking about no other place. So women, that means women are typically doing most of the household chores, cooking, cleaning, all that stuff, taking care of the kids. And now you got to fuck your man like a goddamn poor star. You got to listen no. to them and give them space at the same time. Yeah. The women are reading books and going to therapy. There are so many help self-help books on how women can keep a man. I you don't, don't have to anymore. She just said, just share him. All you got to do is share, share your name. All that damn work sounds like labor. I ain't sharing nothing for that much work. I ain't sharing nothing. The only reason the only reason why you can't... The, the, the only reason why side chicks is because there's only seven days out of the week. If we had eight days out of the week, it would be no such thing as side chicks anymore. First of all, how, why, <laughs> why would a man get a side chick? If anything, I deserve a side nigga. Women... I'm don't get orgasm. You don't want that headache. Stop. Stop I, playing. Don't you, play with me. You don't I want mean, that headache. A side nigga ain't gonna do nothing but make you what, even more mad. From what y'all say on the internet on, on toxic TikTok, y'all only offer money anyway, so I'm just getting two checks. <laughs> so only why would I not what? want a side man? Why would I not want a side man? Why Wait, do I not only, deserve one? I mean, you can have one, but I that's deserve, just one headache I, for I you. I deserve one. It sounds like, it sound like I deserve one. So you want a nigga that's gonna take out the trash every day? I want a man that's gonna take out my trash. I need another man to wear my feet, another man to eat my vagina, another man that's gonna that's actually got the good pipe. Because it's rare that you find a man that can do both. So one for either. You know. Oh my god. Now I said now I said first of these things is wrong. I live in I think we we live in a very monogamous group. Okay. But I think black women are always trying to find the scapegoat of why they single. We always trying to find a scapegoat. Like it's gotta be a reason why we're not why we're, why we're single. Ma'am, I'm sure that same woman that was on that trimmer that says she need a you need to share that man. I know that she got some men that would completely be in a completely normal monogamous relationship with her, but she probably don't want them. Since maybe the man that you want that you want to share doesn't want you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look, SZA made a whole song about this, so I don't see what the problem is. Listen, and SZA sound like she was in tears in that damn tears. Anytime she talk about that song, she sound like she about to have like a damn brain aneurysm. Like she be having, she be going through it. I'm not going through therapy for you guys. I'm not so going through therapy. I'm not because she she was going through it. She was like, my man is your man. Her that's her man. This sound like he got it in y'all in a rotation, and I bet he ain't making none of y'all come. So 
You are you are just you're terrible. Tessa Thompson doing it. She she's in throuple right now with Rita Ora and some dude where I can't Waikiki whatever his name is. They in a throuple. She really probably only want Rita, and Rita don't want to be with no. You need to stop. Rita. You need to go. Oh Rita, she she. So the man ain't got the man don't have no value at all. He just did. no men definitely do have everything. Value. No men definitely. Value absolutely. I don't ever think that in a monogamous relationship, a man has value. If they're not monogamous to a woman, they don't have value. And I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, a man's um, man number one statistically have a problem with multitasking. That is a scientific fact. Y'all are way worse multitaskers than women. As in, somebody gonna get the the short end of the stick in a three situation, and it ain't gonna be me. So. so and you guys are not because i know you're going to give somebody the short end of the stick somebody is not going to get everything that they want and if you're not a woman that only values materialistic things which i don't know what is what's this rumor that all women that's all the things that we require because it's not it's what's expressed on social media all the time and all the major and then let's not get it fucked up like all the major a lot of the later major influencers, like that's what they talk about. How a man bought this and a man bought that, okay. and they're they're not in, they're influencers for a reason. So I'm gonna say this: Marilyn Monroe said it best. You may not date a girl because she's pretty, but doesn't it help? You would want your mm. daughter to have all the finest things. Well, then why is it wrong for me to want those same things? There's nothing wrong with a woman wanting a man to 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 shower her with gifts and to take care of her. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If it's I want and not a requirement. I think people get things confused. I could want a lot of things. You know what I want right now? I want to be able to eat three large pizzas and to not gain a pound. Okay? I want to be able to get a big booty without doing a squat ever in this lifetime. Is that going to happen? No. Requirements are different to get those Well, things. actually, the the squat, the big booty well, thing no, can't I, happen without squat. I, I, I don't got no big booty. She just you need, to, you need to be on B, you need to, you need to be on BBL IG because wow, BBL IG right. show you all the shit you can get without. You not see that? <laughs> without a, I, I don't need to be. I want a BBL booty. Like I, I got my, I got my little. What is it? Well, not a Holly Berry booty. My, but my butt's definitely bigger than Holly Berry's. But I mean, like that, that kind of like the '90s booty. I got a '90s. Right. That's what I wanted. I wanted a there nice go. '90s good booty. So I said that to say, well, maybe a 2000s booty. My booty is definitely bigger than the '90s booties. Okay. Um, 2000s booty, like the early video vixens in the 2000s. That's that's my booty. That's what I. That like. worked. That so, worked. So I say that to say, for women, it just does not benefit to not be in a monogamous relationship with a man because you're always going to get the short end of the stick. Men are not good multitaskers. You could be getting good energy from a man one month. He could be giving the other girl better energy. That's how y'all always get found out. Because y'all not good multitaskers. Y'all aren't good at it. I'm not going to do it. So Y'all never get yeah, y'all never get caught cheating either. Never. Y'all cheat on the nigga. Women are good multitaskers. Men are not. That's why That's why multi, literally monogamy is for men. Like Women don't get good relationships unless it is just <laughs> you giving it to us. If you giving it to several of these bitches, I know I'm going to get a bad end of the stick somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you give it to several some of these chicks out here, you gotta be you gotta be drinking some some uh, celery juice or something to keep that going. That's hard. I, I, I know you can't. I know it. I know you can't keep up with me. I'm gonna know something. 
So I know you can't keep up with me. So that's the first problem. And number it's not, and you can't afford that many women. So I never understand, like, I know y'all don't want to pay for all that to keep all these women happy. You got to wine and dine, you know, Valentine's Day is expensive. Criminals got to be expensive. So. Well, hold on, hold on. Sometimes on Valentine's Day, if you have multiple, like, some chicks do require different things. No, some she, chicks said, are no she said share. I mean, she getting, she need to be, she on the, she on the roster. She not, she not on the roster. She like, Family. But the that's family. like that's like work. You don't tell you don't tell what another employee is getting paid. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying they don't know each other's salaries. Women so be you, talking. Women be talking. You know, another. Woman, I'm like, somebody. I know I'm number one because you know he got me this. Would you get? Oh, he just got you some candles. Please, stop bragging. See, that's the problem. You oh, bragging oh, and telling oh, everything. We don't need all of that. See, that that's why it's not gonna work. Stop bragging. Just let me get you, you what you let me pay your salary, and then the other one you get your salary. You're, you get your minimum wage. We're not sharing. <laughs> There's the end of that conversation because we're not. I'm not going to share, and I don't think any woman should share because it is not. It not going to benefit you niggas, and it ain't going to benefit any other women. It's not. It doesn't benefit nobody to be in these. There are polyamorous relationships that do work. But there are a vast majority of them that don't work, and the reason why they don't work is because men are not great multitaskers. Well, she wasn't talking about polyamorous. She was just saying, "Hey, you don't deserve no nigga by yourself. Shut that man." What because that's what she's saying. That's like a form of poly, you know. That's of a poly relationship. Shut that man. Mm. That's a throuple. girl. I ain't. No, I ain't never. I ain't never seen no dick that's that good for me to share it with. <laughs> And I pay my own bills. So what am I sharing? For what? For why? Cause she did you not hear the stats? The gay men, the prison men, she gave numbers and now you're complaining about the stats. She got them stats from the shade room. Girl, I'm not listening to that. I ain't listening to you, girl. You need to go. You don't deserve your man by his by yourself. You need to share that man. No, what you need to do, sis, is you need to go deep in your DM, book messengers or whatever. Whoever it is that's asking you out that you've been declining, you need to start saying yes to instead of because those are the men that want you. Go ahead, sister girl. Be single. Be single or be single. She don't want to be single. She want to fuck your man. I don't think she'd be able to fuck mine anyway. If I had a man, I don't think we. I don't think me and her are gonna be the same person. But that's cool. He ain't got to tell you. You don't have to tell me. But he go. I'm gonna find out. I told you I'm not good multitaskers. I'm gonna always know. I'm done with you. So, so we're gonna speak of. Oh. I know we was ready to go into the rundown, and you got something else before the rundown. If you got no, something else you, before the rundown. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, the I got, no, I got, that's ready. Let's run it down. Let's do it. All right. Oh it, look, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to go into the rundown. Run, run, run. This mother- we can start it with rundown. rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, the rundown is where Sid and myself are going to get some topics up. We're going to talk about them and maybe or maybe not share them. I'm not a good multitasker, so who knows? And this is when this is this is when Sid's going to get real heavy. She ready today. She ready today. I can see it in your eyes. Go ahead, because you, you pulled that topic out so fast. And I was like, oh, she's she's coming with it. I was ready. What you got? So, speaking of um, women that like other men that belong mm. to somebody else, Vivica Fox, she is continuing to call 50 Cent the love of her life in every fucking interview that she comes across. And posting throwbacks with them being together and him thanking her for being in that dress at an old MTV Awards. Mm. Is it inappropriate or is it reminiscing? 
It's reminiscent. She's not she's not saying she wanted him back. I've seen those interviews. Vivica is just like, he was the love of my life. That's the only man that I've loved. It happens. And then, then uh, what is, I think it's uh, Cuban, what's her name? Cuban, that's Cuban Link. Cuban Link is still like throwing, throwing shots. And I'm like, she's not going to get your man. She just misses him. Or she just, that was. Did you hear yourself? You've loved somebody before. Yeah. And when it was over, I was, I stayed in my lane and I moved the fuck on. So you're saying Vivica didn't move on? Yes. Get out of here. Stop doing that. Don't do that. It's it, reminiscing is if she mentioned it once or twice. I have seen several she, of these interviews. She, several. She was asked a question. People look. People ask the question. She always answers, and she does. You saying on this interview she asked, but there's been times she's brought it up and she wasn't asked. So what you saying? She holding on for hope. I don't feel like she's holding on to hope per se, but she definitely has not closed that relationship for herself i feel like she whatever relationship she's had after him have not been able to be compared and i feel like she compares every relationship to that relationship and says needs to get closure and go to therapy because she was really talking about putting fingers in his ass last year look you can't so, get therapy over a nigga making you come hard yes you can he, fu- he probably fucked her well and she was just like, I ain't had this. Right, I know two vibrators that could do, I'm sure, the same damn thing. That, but all women, wait, hold on. All women aren't the same, right? You're right. This is true. Oh, mm-hmm. Right, right. So, okay. Okay, so, princess. Okay, princess. See? I ain't gonna call you queen, because you... <laughs> <laughs> but all women aren't the same. Women aren't now, the if, same, but I... The sex is not. Women are also wired differently than men. You see how a good a good pussy can have a man strung out for years, years, years. I mean, but just because we're wired differently, women, we are not wired in the same way. It was something emotional that is making her feel this way to say that he's the love of her life. She didn't say that's the dick of her life. She said that's the love of her life. Dick, love, same thing. It's not the same thing for a woman. <laughs> I'm no, just joking. I'm it, joking. It, 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 it's the same thing. It definitely ain't the same thing because you know that's why I hate when women be online being like, "Oh, this be like, girl, the dick ain't that great." You definitely just love that man. So you are never impressed with anything. I'm not impressed with dick. You never impressed with anything. You just like, well, yeah, niggas been trying to fuck you since your titties came out. Yes, I've been trying to. Men have been trying. More women should be like that. So in my opinion, dick, I'm sure. Based off my trajectory of how my parents look like, men, whether I whether they see value in being in a relationship with me or not, going forward as I get older, a man is going to want to fuck me probably until I, my titties are on the ground. So probably until I'm about like sixty or something. So I'm not worried about a man wanting to fuck me. Right. But I feel like so most women don't, and women we're not done to that. We know a lot of men would want to fuck us. We know that we also know that a lot of men don't seek value partnerships with you just based off of wanting to fuck you. Mm. Beauty is not enough to keep a man. Your pussy is not enough to keep a man. But what I will say, but it sure help. It do help. <laughs> it do help. It sure enough help. Listen, having those golden cheeks, having a good vagina, having that—that that will keep a man at least in your rotation. So mm. I say that to say, it's definitely an emotional bond for her to say that's the love of my life. But until this day, that's the love of my life, and he's gonna have a special place in my heart. That's past sex, and that's something that's an emotional attachment that I think she needs to let go of. And I don't blame Cuban for being salty because this she makes and her him and Cuban have been together for almost three years, and she had just seen all these interviews. Cause Vivica been doing these interviews forever, like, yeah. 
I would be like, girl, go to therapy and stop talking about my man. He my man. Like, that is my man. You know, I feel like that's disrespectful. How I feel about disrespect. So you feel like it's disrespectful that she says that that, that he's that he was the love of I mean, it's not like he's in the DMs. It's not like she's in the DMs. It's because it's a repeated thing. She don't need to do it on DM. She's doing it on a larger platform, but he gets to see it all the time. Like, let's not play that if 50 Cent left Cuban today and said Viva God wanted you back, she wouldn't be on her hands and knees ready. Okay. So is this respectful? Is this respectful? Like, you know. It's over and it's been over for a very long time. He's in a new relationship with somebody else. You do these interviews all the time. Like, and here's the thing, people keep saying, well, he asked the question. You can go, if you know that this is a question that someone will ask you, you can literally say, don't ask me this question before you partake in an interview. So she yeah, doesn't have to get that question asked. I, I see your point, I see your point. But at the end of the day, he ain't with her. I don't think 50 is ever going back to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, if you if you handle it, if you just like how women just now people, you, you know how people talk about, hey, man, man, if you handle your business at home, you got to worry about your woman leaving. If you're handling your business at home, it's what do not, you have to worry it's, about? It's not about her. It's not about. I don't even think Cuban's jealous. I think it's a bitch. Why are you playing with me? It's disrespectful. I'm going to say this. If I. If I was with somebody and a girl went on an interview or went and posted on her social media, anywhere that's public and said, you know, that was the love of my life or I miss him or I did this with him sexually or whatever, mm -hmm. I would be like, I would get in her DMs and I would be like, you need to watch yourself on these streets. So you go fight over what another nigga say. It's not, it's because it's, you're disrespecting me. You know he don't want you. You're disrespecting me. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question real quick, Sid. What's more disrespectful, her saying something in the interview or her sucking his dick? Both are disrespectful. Well, what's more? What's weighed heavier well, in your mind? Well, if she sucks his dick, am I the only person that knows? Just to say you found out. That... The, okay, the sucking his dick is obviously more disrespectful. I'm not going to play this game. This is obviously more disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm play devil's advocate today. That's obviously significantly more disrespectful, but you're still disrespecting me regardless. In both situations, you're still disrespecting me. Now, if I saw really or knew my man's dick, I'm not coming for your DMs. I'm finding your location. At least I'm giving you a courtesy if you disrespected me in an interview. So you think Vivica Fox needs to just stop because... because yeah, it's over. It's been over okay. for a long time. Let me ask you another question. What's 50's role in this? Should 50 stop it then since he's the man? Yeah, he look, he has said things about that she shouldn't before. Like now he I feel like now he's kind of given up because he he did before. Last year she did an interview about calling him the, the love of his life before. Mm -hmm. And then she also said that she fingered his butt. Yeah. And he was just like, yo, she need to stop mentioning me. She need to keep my name out of her mouth. He said it. So he does. It's like she she's relentless. It's annoying. Like be quiet. I just feel like it's disrespectful. Move on. And I'm going to say this, because if this was like a social media thing, they were just regular ass people and like say it was your your girl, her boyfriend just kept her ex-boyfriend just kept saying, yeah, you know, she let me play with that pussy all the time. Or she was loving my life. I miss her. I'm, I want, you know, I miss her. Wouldn't that be like, well, bro, why? But see, that's the thing for me. It's just like you can talk all that all you want to. She's sitting right next to me, probably it's, about to give me some head right now. It's she not about you being worried. It's about like, why are you disrespecting me? Why but, are you disrespecting so, me? 
So dealing with so for me, the way I'm looking at it, when you deal with famous people, you have to look at fame as a drug. Like Vivica, what's the last thing Vivica did that you was you were really like she's giving a fuck right about? Now. She's on a talk show right now, and it's still but I'm saying you gave a fuck about. I mean, I was watching a talk show at one point. <laughs> Oh, you talking love, about the Fox Soul? The Fox Soul with like I love, I love I love I love gossip from old women. They be good, uh, older women because they're really they're not old, but they're older. Right. What I'm saying is, I think it's easy for her to say like Fifty is still hot in these streets, not as music wise, but he's an executive yeah. producer now. He has TV shows. He has things going on, and so if I dated. And I'm looking at it just from the famous point of view. But if I've dated him at one point in time and people know how famous that relationship was, I think it's real easy for me to just go ahead and just kind of name drop him and your relationship and kind of get a little bit of clout off of what his name is right now. But when has when it ever been cool to clout chase? It's not cool to do that either. It's been cool to clout chase since we've been counting likes on social media and I getting and getting eyes on your platform. I don't think there's anything, okay, me as a person that's not connected to Vivica, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's funny as hell. But if I was Cuban, I would be like, this disrespectful, chill out. Because that is, this, you're disrespecting me. You got, I, I know if I was her friend, I'd be clowning her. Like, girl, look at this old woman. Can you talk about your man? She did. She came out and was like, we know we need to respect our elders and all this other stuff. And Vivica came back with and They went back and forth. Right. She was well within her right because, like, stop disrespecting with me. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Because that's what it's giving me. It's giving me, you're playing with me. Like, you you try me. Because you have to remember, once again, they've been together for three years. So, for three years, she didn't say anything. I don't, at some point, I have to tell you my discomfort. You know, you're a woman, too. You wouldn't want the same thing happening to you. Like, you have a whole show. You talk about so many different things. You could talk about something else. Yeah. You're a big ass actress. Like you have awards. Like you have a name for yourself. Talk about your career. You, that you can reminisce on that. You can reminisce on so many different things about yourself that are, are positive instead of you being dumped by a man that don't want you and told you consistently that he don't want you talking about him. Right. I don't know. I think I think I'm being a man on this one and kind of looking at it from the man's point of view. I'm like, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm not leaving her. She's just talking shit. But I think you're coming from the respect side, like respect our relationship. Just, 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 it's not even respect our relationship. Respect me as a woman. Respect me. Like, I wouldn't do that to you. Don't do it to me. Just respect me. It was fine to do it a few times. I understand you got to make your money. But now we... It's come on. We've been together Not for a corny. while. Yes, corny. It's real corny. Like cut it out. Before you get knocked out. Why you <laughs> This Chicago When you get knocked out. Cut it out before you get knocked out, you little black nigga. Wow, you're a terrible person. <laughs> I don't play respectability politics, okay? If I feel like you're disrespecting me, I feel like you're disrespecting me. You're disrespecting me, you know? And it's corny. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. See, that's, I don't want to see you fight, Sid. Listen, I really I'm, don't. I'm a, listen, I'm a small person, but I got hands. Don't ever doubt these hands. Oh, you DC Young Fly out here. I'll slap a fire out of you. You see, your father just knocked the nigga out and went on. This was this this past weekend. He went. He knocked the nigga. 
<laughs> and his show, he was like, let me keep doing my show. Yeah, so, the small, uh, funny folks, that's the people y'all need to be watching out for. I will oh I will slap God. fire out of you, like Nipsey Hussle style, and go and meditate and sage myself when I get home. You are too much. Speaking of <laughs> being disrespectful, mm-hmm. do you talk loud on your phone, Sid? Do I talk loud on my phone? Yes. Yes. Do you think you would ever get in trouble for it? Hopefully not. <laughs> let's find let's 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 talk about talking loud on the phone and where they can get you. Diamond Robinson says she was just walking up and down Cushing Street, the street she lives on in East Point, talking on her phone on Thursday when she says one of her neighbors approached her. Do you think that you can get off your phone or talk lower? One of those things that she said. And I said, get out of my face. And I proceeded to walk past her. So she's she's saying whatever she's saying. Three minutes later, East Point police pulls up. So Diamond started doing a Facebook Live video. And I hope you know that this is all being recorded. The woman who called the police just moved to the neighborhood a couple of weeks ago, according to Diamond, and she is white. That's an important part of the story because Diamond thinks she's being targeted because she's black. I'm not doing anything wrong by walking up and down the street talking on my phone. But as Diamond continues to record, the police officers end up writing her a ticket. A ticket for being a public nuisance because I'm talking too loud on my phone. That's why I got a ticket. And that ticket isn't cheap, $385. There is no way that the police should be called on me when I am on my own property in my own neighborhood on my own block. Diamond plans to fight the ticket and because she's so upset about the whole ordeal, she is now having security cameras installed outside her home. As far as blasting everything on Facebook Live, she says she felt like she had no other choice. A lot of these things are being pushed under the rug and it doesn't need to. We can sit here all day, we can chant, we can we can riot, we can do all of those things that it's not gonna make a change if you don't speak up at that time and at that moment. Her message to the neighbor who called the police? Leave me alone, what's going on? Are you upset, what did I do to you? Okay, so we did get a chance to talk to the neighbor very briefly. She did not want to talk about the issue, but she said that the ticket speaks for itself. Meanwhile, we stopped by the police department. They didn't want to talk either, but I said to the supervising officer, I said $385. It seems like a very hefty fine. He said, well, she will have her day in court. So we will, of course, stay on top of this and see what happens. Reporting live, Camille and Mary Fox 2 News. We will be there to cover the entire story. So, um, this young lady got a ticket for being too loud on her phone. Let me just say this real quick, too. Um, her bonnet game, homegirl's bonnet game was was tight. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> bonnet game strong. I'm like, shit, fuck it. If you want to, if y'all want to wear bonnets out, we wear do rags. Don't matter. Let them do it. I How do you feel? I got too much hair. <laughs> you, got, you got a lot of hair. Um, how do you feel about a woman getting a $385 ticket for talking too loud on her phone? This is in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Um, I'm going to say this to any white listeners. Just because y'all gentrified an area doesn't mean that black people don't live there. So I'm based off of how the neighbor was set up in the video and how they wanted to reiterate that she was white. I'm assuming that this is a neighborhood that's probably in the process of being gentrified. This is just me from what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. 
black people do things very differently than white people. When you decide to live in a neighborhood with black people, you need to accept the black experience or move to a white neighborhood. Hmm. You don't have to have money to live in a good, you can live in a trailer park. I don't care where you live. Just live with amongst white people. <laughs> That's like, racist. You can't say that. You can't live in a trailer park. You can live in a very wealthy suburb or whatever area that is a, a very significantly heavily white neighborhood because black people are not black people. Low income people typically are in two separate areas. Black people are in the ghetto and white people are in trailer parks. That's always how it's been. There's white That's people in the ghetto. Haven't you seen Have you not seen the white girl that date the black dude who has the better black you, accent than you do? Stuff needs to be sprinkled in. Just like you there's black there are a few black people that live in trailer parks, but they're sprinkled in. That's not a the general location for black people. <laughs> so and and I I'm not gonna take that back. That is that's the y'all can window. I'm not taking that back. I normally take things back, but I'm not taking that back. That is absolutely the truth. Okay. Oh my god. Now there are black people that live in suburbs and white people that live in suburbs. There are some neighborhoods we live in together. There are some rich neighborhoods we live in together. But in our the low income areas, we are separated from each other. And we've been done that statistically by the government. And I ain't changing oh that. Y'all can come and y'all can come and fact check me on another day. So I say this, when white people come and move in in a gentrified area with black people, you need to stop expecting black people to stop acting like black people because you live there. So Okay, wait, hold on. What's so important about her? Why can't she just go in the house and talk on the phone? I don't... How many times have you been to a black neighborhood and you just see folks just walking around? That's like a part of the culture. I will, yeah. Point That's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, so, but I be getting annoyed because some of the uh, sometimes I'm in the, I'm in big lot trying to shop and I just hear yeah girl and he just told me he came through and uh, you know what I did I, 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 I fucked his best friend I made sure I fucked his best friend so he knew I wasn't playing with yeah, see, don't play with me savage don't act like women don't fuck your best friend to get back at you. I ain't never fucked nobody. Now have I had somebody's best friend try to fuck Wait, me? But okay, I never but, fucked nobody's best friend. Hold on, I got to bring this point up with you all the time. All women aren't the same. This is true. Okay, but, uh, but, uh, princess. Okay, princess. All women aren't the same, but I do believe that most people, male or female, are good people, and I do think that that goes into a bad person category. When a woman is okay. When some women are hurt, they will do what they have to do to hurt you. If that means fucking your homeboy just to make just to make you feel that pain, some women will do that. They will some, fuck your homeboy. You, you, you see that? Some. Majority of us don't do that. Majority of us don't do that. How bad did it hurt you? Most people would destroy your property before they before they fuck your homeboy. No. I mean, if they know your weakness. Because you know what? Women, so we, we're not going to get too far off on this topic, but I'm going to say this. You do know that women have a respectability politics that we can't have bodies like that. So we we don't have the option of really just fucking your best friend. Even I mean, what's the count looking like before you fuck my best friend? Though? If the count low, you might be If the count low, you might take one for the team. Just saying. If, 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 you're, if your number's low, you want to keep it low. I mean, one or two here and there. <laughs> So anyway, I'm not messing with you. So anyway, I think that you, yes, it would be better if she did it in the house. But we know if you live in a black neighborhood, that's just what happens. Like that's part of the culture. And as a white person, if you don't want to partake in that culture, don't move to a white, don't move to a black neighborhood. Hmm. And I say that to say it's policing black people and policing black bodies. When you are in their space, their safe space and their community is wrong. Hmm. I don't go and I live in a very white neighborhood. 
very white. And when I see them wear very white, okay, very white. So when I see white people in their Subarus driving 10 miles below the speed limit, not the say, Subaru, not the Subaru. I don't say nothing when I pull up to them and look at them. I, I'm not policing them, telling them to speed up, or yeah. when or when I go to the aisle and I see that it's full of seasonings and I see a white woman say, man, do I need salt today? I don't go to say, sis, you probably need to buy that salt. No one says that kind of stuff. Okay. Or when I walk outside and I see people having they, they white people with their dogs off leash, just running around crazy. I don't say nothing. Or, I, and, or when they kids during the pandemic want to come and touch my dog, I don't say nothing. Mm. I feel like there are plenty of times because I know I am in a white space. I know that mm. I live around white people. You know, when they blast their country music that I don't want to hear at 5 a.m., I don't tell you them just, to shut that shit off. Why are you going at the stereotypes? <laughs> because, <laughs> why are you doing because, They don't know how to see the food. They are trailer park but these are things that I actually have experienced. I'm not making this shit up. They live in trailer parks. Their kids are horrible. <laughs> I said low income. I said low income. And statistically, low income white people do live in trailer parks more than they live in the ghetto. That is the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. Most white yeah. people, I mean, most white people are not in poverty and don't live in trailer parks. Most white people live in homes, just like most black people live in regular homes that don't live in the ghetto. But in low income, the government statistically has tried to separate us. On the on a pipeline, so white people don't live in ghettos. They live okay. in the trailer parks. So and was I, this woman targeted? Was this woman targeted? Yeah, I felt like she was definitely racially targeted because boy, white people like things done in a certain kind of way, and they expect when they move into neighborhoods for people to conform to those kind of things. And when you move into black spaces, you cannot police black people mm. in a way that things are done in the way that they have been done. Like she, when she asked this, and she said, "No, nah, I wasn't gonna do it." She wasn't gonna do it. Go in your house and turn your TV up. You know what? Honestly, when I first thought of the story, I was like, just go in the house, man. But then you're right. When you're in a specific neighborhood, we do do things a little bit differently. I, sometimes I wish people would turn down their conversations a little bit because there's certain things that I hear in public when I'm shopping that I don't want to hear. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I really do. But I don't think somebody need to be paint. Yeah, I know she 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 got fucked that nigga. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, yeah, I I don't think she has to pay, she should have paid $365 for it. Like, I think that's a bit much for her to be, um, I, the ticket wasn't even warranted. The cops could have been like, Hey, turn it down some lady and just, you know, go about your business. I don't think she deserved to be, um, ticketed for, for talking loud on the phone, but I don't know, man. Things are so different now, and and everybody feels like they're entitled to police people, and you're yeah, not. yeah. Like it's it's like I don't think we understand how to communicate with each other. No, like men, women, white, black, whatever it is. No. I think we just don't have a way to communicate with each other, and it's a little bit easier to just call the cops or fuck your your homeboys boy or homeboys friend or something like that. <laughs> To get thing, get the message across. So I think I don't know, man. I, I say fight. Like people want to control people. Say what now? Do you feel like people want to control people? Yeah, I mean, that's hard for me to say. I mean, we do have the Karens out there in the world. I, I don't know if it's a control thing or I think it's just for me. I think it's just really we just don't know how to communicate with each other. That's how I'm seeing it. I, I mean, it could be like wrong. That. 
I think a lot of people have been wanting to control people for a long time. And now that they have means to, or they see that they're able to, I mean, white women have been doing this forever, but I mean, other, other people, groups of people have been doing it too. I think mm-hmm. people now are empowered to control people. Like now I got a mouthpiece, you know, like I'm going to say what I got to say. Like, especially people that are empowered. Black women mm-hmm. are the t- lowest of the low of the totem pole when it comes to being people that are empowered. But we do have thing, influence, but we don't have power. That's but different. one thing, I think one thing that, that some people don't see is black women are, are very feared as well because they because they speak that they are. White women fear, are afraid of y'all. And I think it's really just because y'all speak y'all's mind a lot of the time. And y'all not, we're physically... I mean, scientifically, black people are just very strong. Well, so, black women, black women don't. <laughs> black women be like, I done took enough shit from this. This you not finna get over. So sometimes there's a there's a little bit of a fear there of black women, for, especially from white women. Or I what mean, I they, they fear the influence of many black women, as in like when we conjugate together and come together. But you don't fear one black woman. Does that make sense? You feel mm-hmm. the influence if okay, it's almost like the the influence of many. Like I don't know, old, old girl look like she been in a couple of fights. I'm not gonna hold you. She looked like she been seen a product, but, but she wasn't that scared of her because she know the police can't stay there forever, and she still called them. Oh, so she's not scared of her for real. Mm. So okay, see exactly. She she ain't scared of that girl for real. She not. She not. They not scared of us. Like like people are only scared of black women because we have a camaraderie amongst each other. To that we have influence because we are a loud echo chamber. We will, if, if we all get together, we can loudly talk about and get rid of certain issues. Right. But one on our own, if we all don't come together with that one person's issue, that person is powerless. We don't have no power. Mm. Solidarity. A white man on his own, a white, a black man on his own, a white woman on her own, an Asian, whatever the hell, they have significantly more power than black women do. Okay. Go ahead, Black Princess. Go ahead. Empower them. I should have never told you that. What you t- hey, I can't say queen. What's your next story? <laughs> I can't say queen. I should have never told you that. You told me you said don't say queen. I should have never told you that. So speaking of black women and how we are viewed in society, Black China just recently posted on her Instagram about how Kim the Kardashians are just a leader group of baby mamas. And why don't we call them that? Why don't we call them that? Because that's what they are. They're a bunch of baby mamas. Why is it that white women or women of other nationalities, when they are essentially the same thing as black women, why do they not get that baby mama crown? Mm, I mean, it really depends on who you're talking to. And you if, them as baby mamas? It, it depends on if you're talking to E or not, if E has something to do with it. Look, they have made their fortune off of what they've always done. They have been framed in this nice little box of being socialites and elites and all this other kind of stuff, man. So it's kind of hard to break the barrier. I mean... But they still call rich women, black women all the time, baby mamas. They call black China baby mamas too. Well, she called her a black... Uh, and this woman okay. has a company. She has a her own company. She had a television show that she's executively produced. She has, she has a lash company, a nail company, a skincare line, uh, a clothing line, and it, they're all doing pretty well. Cause I checked the websites before I actually got on here. Cause I went of to course. but who she married to? She ain't married to nobody, but neither are okay. they. Kylie ain't married to nobody. I mean, Kim was. She was. She married to a couple people. She ain't married no more. She finna be divorced. 
Okay, so we can take her off the list. But Chloe ain't never ain't been married to the baby mama as a baby. Huh? She ain't married to Tristan I, Thompson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tristan. Yeah, Chloe. She ain't married to Tristan Thompson, and that's a baby daddy. Now, if Lamar yeah, but, but, baby daddy, that's different because she they're divorcee. But that's she, look, she's sharing her man right now. <laughs> she just, I, mean, I just don't understand why she looks like she's getting sick. I don't know if anyone's seen Chloe Kardashian, but she looks like she's physically getting ill. She looks so skin, skinty. She don't look skinny. She looks skinny. maybe she needs a kidney from her dad, OJ Simpson. She do look like OJ. I, I don't care what that's her dad. That's her dad. Chris her can dad. say what Chris Jenner can say whatever the hell she wants to. OJ is that child's father. Now, one of his daughters kind of look like her too. One of them. He got two. He got two dogs, and one of them look like her. It's okay, Chris. You fucked that man. But I will say this: um, she should be called a baby mama. Who? The Kardashians? The all of them. They should be baby mamas, except for Kim. Except for Courtney is a baby mama. She got. Black like China's a baby mama too. Hmm? She Black is. Mama. But that's, I don't think she has a problem with being called that. It's just, why isn't it across the board? Why ain't these people all? Because when they say they'd be like, no, that's the child's, that's, that's so-and-so's child's mother, or that's his ex-girlfriend. Because why don't we refer to China as Rob, Robert Kardashian's ex-girlfriend? Well, I mean, like China, Black, China, Black China's industry relationships kind of speak for themselves, don't they? They do the same thing. They fuck Black men and get rich off of them. But see, that's the thing. I've never been a Kardashian fan. I, I, I've always been like, oh, yeah, that's like so-and-so, baby. I think it really depends on who you're talking to. If, if white media is not going to label them that, then that's, like, we, we got to kind of get over, like, the whole white media and what they label the Kardashians. The Kardashians are on a different level. They kind of they kind of can't, they've been touched so much as far as, like, bad press is concerned, but they can't get knocked down off their pedestal. Like, the Kardashians are just... People don't, white media don't call black women Baby mamas, it's black media. So I hear you. Why aren't black people calling white people baby mamas? That's what I'm confused about. Why have they not gotten with that same harsh label? Mm. It just seems like black women, even in our own communities, this is why there's I know black people black men get so sick of black women saying protect black women, protect black women. But this goes back to protecting them. Because black hmm. most black media and those kind of media con- industries are controlled by black men. They could change the narrative. That's again not protecting black women. Hell, if you gonna call a black woman, that's that's because here's the thing: when we're when we're labeled something different from other women harshly, it st- statistically like it starts to affect us. It affects us. You're creating more stereotypes for us. If a black woman was to say all the time, "Well, black men are angry, angry, angry," and that was the narrative that we constantly put out all the time for you guys. We know that that is something that's going to be detriment to you guys. So we don't do that. We don't do that. Yeah, but I don't think it's more. I think, okay, even though we, even though black men may be controlling black media, we don't write the stories. That's okay, a, lot no, those, a lot of those times, those are, those, are women, those are women led stories that are written for. That, don't y'all tell us to stay out of women's business? You know what? But y'all don't. That's the problem. Y'all don't. <laughs> We're told on a regular basis, stay out of women's business. That's re- that's mighty Y'all bitch made of you if you're in our but, business like that. But, but here's the thing, black but black men have interviews and and I've heard plenty of black men say and call black women baby mamas. So what should we call them? You should call them the mother, 
so-and-so's child's mother or her or their ex. You could just literally just say that's their ex because they obviously was affiliated with each other. Just say that they, that's their ex. Because there's a different stigma that goes with someone saying that that's somebody's ex that that's saying that somebody's baby mama. Because we know that the welfare queen paraphrase there was a whole movement on it was based off the fact that black women are baby mamas that that ghetto undertone to it it is harsh it literally it leads black women into having being seen less in a society as having fewer partnerships it it plays into those respectability politics and it's very Mm -hmm. important that we change those narratives by changing the verbiage that's around them so when i say protect black women protect black women's image because black women, black, we be talking good about black men. That's why they y'all so sexually. We how many times you done been online and a black woman saying, "Oh, black men got the best dick," or got this, or got that. Of course, we it, we we over sexualized. When who's the last time? What, what what last IG live you didn't see a woman, uh, black woman been on IG live and like you know black men's dicks. Well, are how many great. times have you heard a black woman say, "I will not date anybody else but a black man"? All the time. All the time. Okay. Okay. So until too many black men fuck up, and it's just like I need to talk to him. This white man is really. This. I mean, that's when they, that's that's that one black woman who done got done dirty. The overgeneralizing population of black women say, "I will not date outside my race. Hmm. I don't want to date outside my race." Even when we, even when black women date outside their race, they still were saying, "I prefer to date black men. They don't like me, so I'm dating somebody else." I've never understood that. Because you need to go where you're celebrated. If a white man is celebrating me, why the fuck am I still waiting for a black man to just fall out the sky? Well, sometimes the black man who is celebrating you, you ain't trying to talk to him because he look like a thumb or... So she 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 changing she she changing to to somebody else. She changing to somebody else. If I'm and celebrating you and you just like this nigga look like a white man is celebrating her too. I said go where she celebrated. I didn't say who was celebrating her. I said go where she was celebrated. A white man was celebrating her too. Mm. A white man was celebrating her too. But the majority of black women aren't doing that. And when we and when and when they do date, they don't ever be like bashing black men in the process. How many times you seen a black man date a white woman? They be like, "Well, this is why I I ain't dating because black women did this, black women do this, black women do this." Okay, women- I'm not trying to shoot those types of guys no bell, but let me just say this: some black men go to a white woman is because they've probably been traumatized that they never dealt with that trauma from a black woman that they that they dealt with before, and sometimes that trauma comes from either their mom or some family member yeah. that just kind of fucks them up and again not shooting any bill love who you love sometimes you don't you, you can't that, help that's, it. Not, that's not for everyone because i've been in interracial relationships before and i have too and there i did not choose those people because black men were doing because a black man was trying to be with me the whole time so mm-hmm. i was definitely not because black men were doing me dirty or i didn't have access it was because i truly thought that there was value in this person and i wanted to be with this person mm-hmm. so i'm not saying it's for every single person that this is across the board but i am saying for those those instances there's a a good amount of them that they should be talked about because yes black men receive trauma black women receive trauma too of course Every, everybody has some points and somebody exactly. everybody so why should black men get a cookie when we all get trauma what you mean why should a black man get a cookie if we why all should get black men get a cookie for being you What's know the like, cookie that we're getting Okay, when a black man, your view. Okay, I'm going back to your argument of why why black men are loud about being disrespectful to and distasteful to the black women when they decide to date outside of the race. I'm going back to that specific argument. Why do you get okay. sympathy points when I deal with the same amount of trauma and I don't exhibit the same behavior? Because black men 
up until now, here recently in the last what five to ten years, mm-hmm. that's when we started understanding that we need to deal with our trauma. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of dudes don't know how to do didn't what didn't what didn't understand how to get their mental health together. A lot of them dudes didn't know that they had to hate a therapist to to understand why they do the certain things that they do. Again, I, I don't I, I'm not shoot like I said I'm not really trying to shoot them any bell, but at the same time, it's like well I can understand if somebody who in, in a certain place at a point in their life, they tried to date black women and it was just like, ugh, nigga, like, your shoes look terrible. Or, ugh, nigga, like, you ugly. Or, ugh, nigga, like, you got dirty oh, braids. Black women that you're choosing. <laughs> but then I choose. So I gotta, so what, I need to step my game down. I need to. You need to. You, you, you don't need to do nothing. You should go where you're celebrated. And then if it's with a white woman, that's fine. But you don't need to bash women because I'm sure there were black women that did want to date you that you didn't want to partner with. So it's not black women is the issue. It's the women that you're choosing. Mm, okay. So, <laughs> well, just make sure make sure that that and I keep the same energy with black women too, because we don't need to be doing that shit either. Right. When I'm interested in Chad, it's because I think Chad could pipe me down, because Chad is going to value me, because Chad and I have great communication, because I think Chad is attractive. That's why I partner with Chad. Chad, Chad, Chad. Chad be Chad be putting your panties on and smelling them too. By the way, so. Just know that. Like, I've actually had a black man do that. So a black person, a black man do that. So don't put your panties on and sniff them. Yes. He put your panties on and smelled them. I left my panties. That's a du- that's a double whammy, right? Uh, well, I mean, is it, is it a win? Is it a win? That's a dummy whammy. Oh, <laughs> no, God. double so, whammy. It ain't no win. I thought you said it was a win. Um, no. no, I mean, I, I I keep the same energy. I think you should go where you're celebrated. If it's with a white person, an Asian man, because I love me an Asian man. They don't like me, but I, I really am into them. Probably because um, you tower over them, so <laughs> you're way taller. I've met several tall Asian men, and they just were not—they were not into me. They were not. Well, oh, you, you met know. you met an Asian man that was like five six. I get it. Okay. He was first of all. He was <laughs> six feet. He was six. Could feet. he hoop? No. Could he hoop like Boogie? No, he couldn't hoop. Um, but he. Well, let me phrase that. We dated, but he just—he was just like, mm. and that's cool. Yeah. I dated I dated a a, a a Korean woman before a Korean girl before that, that was different. He told me I had a smart mouth. That's because he ain't used to the black woman. I wasn't even really. I feel like I'm pretty tame. Like granted, I have a loud. What have you listened I, to your own podcast? I do, but the, here's the thing. And you also listen to me say in the podcast. That I really truly <laughs> that I believe in communication and going and like and not talking down to people. I preach about that often. I don't talk down to people. I don't yell at people. I try not to hold people. I feel like I have a lot of empathy. I don't hold people accountable to, to things I don't hold myself accountable to. But at the same time, I don't like for people to talk. I don't like disrespect. So as long as you don't disrespect me, I'm always gonna be cool with you. Mm. I feel, but he just his level of idea of disrespect of disrespect was very different. He thought he could like call me out on just anything. He's like, "Oh, you wore loud pink today," and then he just talk about it over and I'm like, "Okay, so do you not like pink?" And then he'll be like, "You got a smart mouth." I was just like, "Well, I just asked yeah. you. You don't like pink?" It was, it's not what you said; it's how you said it. All right. So, what was your next topic? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colors resigns amidst uh amidst this controversy let me get this out real quick the embattled they called her embattled the embattled co-founder of black lives matter announced on thursday that she was resigning as an executive director amidst the criticism of her lavish lifestyle now, i brought this story to the show quite a few episodes ago about her 
she spent a shit ton of money on on property, cars, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So um, she has she left the helm of Black Lives Matter uh, Global Network Foundation that she was head of for six years. She said she's leaving to focus on a book and a TV deal. That's what she said. Her last day was Friday. Um, her resignation comes in the midst of a, a controversy over the group's finances and closes personal wealth, including an alleged real estate buying spree. Uh, in which she snagged four high-end homes for $3.2 million. Damn, that's some money right there. Um, but she says her departure has been in the works for a while and it's not tied to the attacks from the right-wing media. Here's a quote. Um, Those right-wing attacks that were to discredit my character and operate off of what, um, what, the, what, they, what they think about me doesn't, doesn't harm me at all. Okay. <laughs> um, the BLM Foundation revealed in February that it took over $90 million last last year following the May 2020 murder of George, George Floyd. A lot of people were saying like, hey, what did you guys do with that money? Um, and then they're looking at her spending and it's just kind of like, well, one and one equals two. Uh, the foundation said it ended 2020 with a balance of more than $60 million after spending nearly a quarter of its assets to operating expenses, grants to black-led organizations, and other charitable giving. Colliers and the foundation have said they, they do support families without making public announcements or disclosing a dollar's amount. So it's a little back and forth between them and what a lot of other critics are saying. How do you feel about her leaving after, what, six years? Um, it's a guilty conscience. A lot of hedge, hedge, um, a lot of hedge fund people do the same thing when, they, when the block gets too hot. Mm. It's not unusual for people to be involved in some kind of financial fraud to leave the companies. It's not unusual at all. It's not. And she can say whatever she wants to say. I, I know this makes the Black Lives Matter movement look bad. And that's what I'm most... And she knows that. That's one of the main reasons why she probably was told by some of the higher-ups to step down. Because I'm sure they're all spending the money. She's the a co-founder. She's a co-founder, right? Yeah, she's a co-founder. So yeah. who higher than her to tell her to step she's back? A co whoever is the uh, she's a co-founder. So I'm assuming that there's other founders, and there's always there's always a uh, what is it? I can't remember the word. My brain is off today. There's always a group of people in general that make decisions that are amongst the co-founder because they have yeah. to get percentages out. So those people are typically the people that come to a consensus together and they'll tell people to step down because mm -hmm. now Black Lives Matter the the they're actually a business now. They have to have this mm -hmm. in place. They're actually a business. So I would say this. Her stepping down was probably a good look on them because I'm sure they're all spending the money because the amount of money that the Black Lives Matter was able to produce from what we were sending was astronomical. There's an, during the Not, pandemic. $90 million dollars ain't no drop in the pocket. Astronomical. So they're all spending an, a, a crazy amount of money. There's no way that they are donating because... There's no receipts. When all of this stuff started to come out, if they were donating a significant amount of those funds, they would have came out with more receipts than what they came out with. And the fact that they're quiet and they're not saying, and they, I'm believing, this is my idea, is that they're not donating a lot of that money and that they're keeping it. Well, anytime you have behind saying operating expenses grants for black-led organizations and charitable giving, that just tells me that, like, yeah, y'all pocketing a lot of this money. Yeah. They are. And I hate I hate saying that because when any time that you as a black person question what Black Lives Matter does, people go crazy without them actually digging into certain things 
this right here, I'm the same way. I'm like, yo, you probably did spend a lot of that money on some bullshit. Cause she said she bought those properties to, to house homes, to house people who she bought the homes to house people who are who are in certain situations or they're there to protest and she's not gonna have them staying in some ratty motel or some terrible stuff. These that these properties were that could be true. There's still no receipts. At the end of the day, three point two million dollars, my nigga. Here's the thing. I'm not. I, I'm gonna pay devil's advocate and say maybe that's the case. Regardless, when all of this scrutiny came out, they could have came out with receipts. Black people, we are the kings and queens of. I will show you the receipts. I will show you, and I will have people speak up to who got this money. And the fact that it's crickets, that's what leads me to believe that they are. This is probably more of a personal thing that they're doing the black lives matter movement the movement as a whole there's nothing wrong with black lives do matter police brutality is wrong but mm-hmm. the business of it of the financial side is highly corrupt because you have the amount of money that was given and the amount of activists that have died that were not saved or protected with the amount of money mm-hmm. that they have is ridiculous and at the end of the day, they need to be held accountable. And I hate saying this now, but now it's going to make people weary of how to donate because Black Lives Matter was given to political funds to help, you know, mm-hmm. help Biden get into office, which actually pushed certain things and certain um, bills. Some bills that mm, it's a little suspicious, but we, they did push certain bills into the forefront that were actually very helpful to the black community right. and have been um, there have. And just getting Trump out of office in general because of the symbol that he actually represented more than what he was doing long in office. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say it has the they haven't just squandered away all of the money. They actually have used it. I did do a little bit of fact checking and I did see that they did give a lot of money to Biden during his political run. I did see that they gave um, a lot of money into the Georgia runoffs. So I did see they gave money. But the amount of money that they gave ain't not a million ain't even close ain't a drop so where is the fuck is the rest of the money and people can feel how they want to feel about you questioning the the movement is not being in question it's the business of the movement that's the question the movement is still valid black lives do matter police brutality is still fucked up i still wear my black lives matter t-shirts and my gold ring that i have personalized and made all the time i still believe black lives matter and that's not gonna change but what i will say is the business of it and how we're donating has to be changed. We cannot donate in the same capacity that we were anymore. We were putting too much trust without any, we didn't even, when we were donating this money, there was never, we were never told where this money was going. There was never a time we were ever told where the money was going. I think, I think we were so too, we were too involved with the protesting and understanding what was going on that why question it. We just need to make sure that this, we need to make sure Black Lives Matter stays alive. And the whole George Floyd thing was such a huge deal where I think a lot of people just didn't even want to question it. They just wanted to find out how they could give and how they could help make a change other than going out and marching or protesting, or whatever the case may be. I'm at the point now where it's just like these people, it seems like when people get this kind of money, it really does magnify who they are. Yeah, I, I understand that you know what she said she was like you know housing families and housing people who are going to protest and all this other bullshit but you know if i felt that strongly about what i was doing i don't think i would leave this position especially somebody who co-founded you co-founded she probably didn't leave voluntarily she was definitely told to step down i don't think so i think she left her on her own because they were she was getting 
they were tearing her up in in the media, even though she was saying it was the right wing media or whatever the case may be. She was getting torn up in, in a lot of these stories. But you got to think and, as a business how bad it looks. To have yeah, it, it was to me. It was justifiable. It was completely justifiable. So I think that I, I mean, granted, she may have wanted to as well, but they definitely suggested, "Hey, you probably need to step down." As they do when anybody is the face of a business, and the Papa John's music example. You think the you think the owner Papa John's want to be like, yo, I'm gonna step down after I don't care what the hell I said to these let's people. Put, he was definitely told by the executive group to step down. Let's put chicken on these niggers' pizza. Why not? Like they, they he was definitely told to step down as the face of a company highly affects how people engage with it. Black Lives Matter, they're in preservation mode. They want to continue to get money. If she stayed as a co-founder, I de- they definitely going to see a huge dip in funds. They were already going to see a huge dip in funds, but her staying and them not removing her because mm-hmm. people now, she's the scapegoat now. She's obviously a co-founder, so there's other people spending this money, but she's the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking like if we remove her, people will think now, okay, well, the problem solved. We're all going to go back to spending the money properly. She's been stealing money. That's the narrative that they're trying to get out. Right. And it's important for that narrative to be said. But the in the actuality is they all spending this money and they're trying to preserve and continue to get money. So do you think more people are going to get caught? Because she clearly was out there with it. She was getting cars. She was getting land. She, But she was um, saying she had book deals and she said, I'm, I'm a tenured professor. I get paid that way too. You, listen, I dated a professor before. They, they do get paid well. They get paid six figures, but they don't get paid no millions. But yeah, she, she was spending a lot of money. I, 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 I hope that with her leaving, things get a little bit more tightened up and rectified. I'm gonna say something that's fucked up. I hope, don't use, I hope we don't use Black Lives Matter the the business of it at all. We need to start giving money to individual groups of people where we know where the fuck the money is going. I don't think we should use them at all. And people can feel how they want to feel about it. Period. We need money to go into police reform we need to go and making sure we protect these activists that are putting their lives on the line that are getting killed every day we need money going to those things and if i know if i don't know where my money going i don't want it going there they have they're negligent at this point they shouldn't be given forgiveness they already got their money so we've already made the mistake and made these people rich for life move on i think they should be given to individual funds i need to know where the money's going i need to know where people have a plan of action and i need to see receipts on where you where you when you're spending the money do i expect these people not to use the money at some point in capacity no they need to spend the money on themselves at some point you know to have a certain lifestyle but do i expect for you to spend millions of my money no no sid but that's the thing sid i think we're at the point now (laughs) where those lines between the movement and the business well at, at one point in time, the, the lines between the business and the movement was blurred. And we really, I didn't even know that they were a business by this point. I didn't know that until the story had came out. I didn't know that they was getting all that kind of money like that. They've been on Twitter talking forever for when asking where is this money going. That's why uh, people started doing digging. I get on Twitter to look at funny videos and ask. I don't have time to be looking at Black Lives Matter stuff. I follow a lot of politics on Twitter. Twitter be putting me on. Hey. I love following politics on Twitter. I follow politics. Unfortunately, relationship things. Child, yeah, funny videos and ass is what I like. Oh, and cute, and cute black couples. Oh, and fashion. <laughs> you All know, the fashion. Oh, you know, I love, I love anything that makes me depressed. Pretty much the shoes I can't afford, the fact that the bills that get passed is going to affect me and hurt me. The um, the the relationship that I'm not in. 
And um, what else is going to hurt me? Anything that's going to hurt me, I'm probably going to follow it and watch it on Twitter. That's self-deprecating and terrible. Yeah. I, I you know, Listen, I'm a masochist. <laughs> I'm a masochist. Do you have any of this? <laughs> I'm a masochist. <laughs> I like pain. Why are, you, why are you so tough yet so sensitive? <laughs> I'm an emotional gangster. Is that what you're you like, if a nigga, if a motherfucker try to talk to my man and keep talking about him, I'm going to whoop her ass. I'm going to get, hey, sis. And now you just say, but you know, I get on Twitter and I just get so sad to see these couples in these shoes that I can't have. I mean, I'm territorial. I know I'm I'm not really a gangster because, you know, I be it's territorial. Like, you know, as long as you stay in your space and I stay in mine, you can do whatever you want. I don't really care. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care what no one does. I'm never judgmental because I don't care because it doesn't affect me. When things affect me, well, now I have to say something to you. That's unfortunate. You know, I'll start mm. acting. That's unfortunate. I have to say something to you. Because I'm always about positivity. I'm always on that wave. And now, now I got to put my big girl voice on and put some bass in my voice. Not no bass. I got to put some bass in my voice. And that's Damn. I don't want that. Don't put no bass in your voice. Hey, nigga. I'll be like... I well, I don't I don't call people out their name, but you know you could call you could read someone for filth and never curse them out or call them out their name, and I definitely mm. I don't mm. I'm a wordsmith. I have a large vocabulary. I don't need to curse you out. Oh, Lord, oh, okay. Go ahead, princess. So, Go ahead. I'm so, no. I'm gonna call you Bap. Go ahead, Bap. <laughs> I love that movie. Go ahead, Bap. Go ahead, Bap. I knew you would. I love that movie. You know I love Holly Berry. So. um I don't know which was the last, what because we're. I know we're gonna have to wrap this up soon. So, which I have two stories. Which one do you want to talk about? We have the Summer Walker with her basically having an emaciated child that was very healthy when it was born with her feet mm. up, just random things. Or we can talk about the fact that Kevin Samuels had a video glitch and there was a man in his bed on a video screening. Okay, since I didn't hear about the Kevin Samuels shit, I'll take Kevin Samuels for three hundred, please, Sid. Okay. okay, so I didn't even know this happened. Okay, so Kevin Samuels was doing his videos as he normally does, and um, there was a, he pressed something, like a press into another screen, and there was a man in a bed, just sleeping, like not the fuck out. Almost like one of the videos that are in your house where you can see, that was basically the framing of it. If you've ever used a Zoom call before, you know the way that I'm talking about. Mm. And then he clicked on and said, he started laughing and said, ha ha, somebody in the bed. Then he goes on a rant and says, some, you know, that there was a, somebody played with his video and there's a glitch in the system and everyone's always trying to take down a man, a black man doing something positive and went go. on a rant. And then um, people are saying that it might be one of his lovers. So, do you feel like a man that would that that <laughs> I'm sorry. But if he gets if he gets if he gets exposed, what does it change? All he can do is like, yeah, I'm a I'm gay. And then he celebrated again. Live your truth, King. Live your truth. It's okay. We no. need to we need to make sure that you are all right with we need to be okay with what the way you want to live. He do have some stands. He do got some stands, just like the barbs and the future hive. He do got some stands. Um, yeah, people people be all right. If he comes out, that just makes him even bigger. He just gained a whole other community. But he loses, I feel like it loses credibility because his platform is based off of his relationship advice that he has with women. If he if his if he's been partnering with men this whole time, that means he doesn't really know what he's doing with women. I mean, he probably had some women before, and he just didn't like it. Yeah, 
he doesn't like women. Yeah, it's, so you know, why you would have... you get advice from a man who doesn't like women? The, the, okay. Relationships with okay. Damn it. Okay. I'm the majority of shit that I see that goes viral is shit from women. I don't ever see the shit go viral when he has some shit to talk about men. Exactly. Women are completely always calling him. So what better way for him to know than him to try? If he tries a man, he knows what you're going through, girl. <laughs> I don't know what we're going through. Gay men operate in a whole different capacity than straight men do. So I don't he know, know. He know what he They're okay. So I'm going to dive in a little deeper into this. And I would say that there is, I was reading a book about the homoerotic nature of men. Yes, it was a book that was someone told me to read. Mm-hmm. And I like to read. So it's basically about the, the homoerotic behavior that men have amongst each other, whether they're straight or they're not straight. About this, in, even in the way that they date, is very much about impressing men and how they're viewed by society by men and how the homoerotic nature of men is. So I'm saying in the sense that um, <clears throat> the way that me- gay men partner well, with each other would be probably in a healthier way than how men partner with most women. Mm. How most men will partner with women because the way that they garner and do things in a relationship is based off of how men would perceive them and how society, which is mostly men, would perceive them. Versus gay men, they know they got their validation because they're speaking to another man. Hmm. Interesting. So, and I mean in the sense that it would explain why men have this obsession with dating the baddest bitch on the on the block or the baddest bitch that's in their their brief. The woman could not be the most amazing individual, but you would rather still date her because you know that. Granted, yes, of course she tickles your pickle, but on top of it, to be with her for life is we're visual that people. You can take her into rooms, and you know that hey, yeah, that's my girl. That's my. We're life. visual. Men are visual. That's just how it works. So yeah. if, we, if she the baddest chick on the planet and we dating her, like, I mean, I, mm. I'm not saying that every man works in his capacity, but I'm saying in the way that gay relationships would work healthier, because I feel like it's more of a fight for heterosexuality sometimes because we are so dramatically different from each other, the way that mm. we think, the way we respect each other, the way that we operate, homosexual relationships are probably healthier because it's two men with similar thought process and similar respects to each other partnering together. Mm. So what he would go through with a gay man is nothing like how I would go through as a heterosexual woman <laughs> and a heterosexual man. It is not the same. It would not be the same at all. So he can't give y'all no advice if that's how but, it's like. But he knows how to get a high value man. And that's what you want, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> But that's what, that's the, okay. That's the thing that blows my mind. Well, you know, most women are just like, I want a high value man. And I'm you just see, like. What you, see what you just said? Want. We don't require high value men. We want them. When women call into the show, they be, he asks them, Would you want a man to pay all your bills? I absolutely don't want to work. And I would love to just be laying by the pool. I want that. Do I require men to do that? No. Do I expect men to do that? No. Do I want it? Yes. Am I going to get it? Probably not. So <laughs> I just think you it's don't great. know. I do right. I don't know what you call right. You know, but, what but, but, but what I am gonna say is that I don't have that expectation for men, and women are not stupid. We don't have the expectation for men, we don't have that expectation. We want it. Have you listened to the women who called in to his show oh, before? 
They do have expectations for to get a high value man that's gonna see the same thing that I see, and he got to. But the problem I have is nigga, we don't make that all that money either. When you see those small percentages of women call into the show, you hear women, the majority of women that say, "I would never call into the show." Why is this small percentage of women being the end all be all for all women? Okay, so why is it that the small percentage of men who are sitting up here not paying for dates or niggas who don't want to sell you their emotions or niggas that these percentages of men who do fuck shit, fuck nigga shit, why why does that always blanket it? What we what we because do? Because those are those are our experiences. When women when women don't come up oh with my God. Ass, those are I'm gonna say this most women will experience that in their lifetime. You most men will not experience a woman saying to you, yo, I'm not gonna stay unless you dating a top ten woman. If you dating a regular regular woman from around the way, she is not gonna tell you you need to pay for all her bills. She's not. She's not. And a regular man though will tell you, I'm not gonna take you on a date. So that's the differences. We are more likely to experience the things that we're complaining about than you are to experience what you're talking about. Hmm. It's just, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't. It just doesn't happen. I'm sorry. It it doesn't happen. And I think the reason why men get so mad is because the women that they want to partner with have those requirements. They do. You have women that look like sweetie, that those are their requirements because guess what? They have access to that. And that's the men that are approaching them. Women only ask for things they, most women only ask for things they know they already have access to. She has access to rich men. Why the fuck would she expect to pay for anything? Well, I could pay for it. It's just going to be, ain't going to be on the same level that you paying for it on. You can't buy can, for it. We can go to Outback. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I know, I know you want to go to Nobu. I get that. You want to so, go to Nobu. So you, you don't meet her requirement. So instead of looking at the women that you do meet their requirement. You eat nature. You instead of looking a at steak the is a steak, you, ain't it? No, it's definitely not. And you know, <laughs> you know that's not true. A steak is not just a steak, steak. Is a steak, right? A steak is not a char. I got, steak great, is com- not the same. I got great conversation that my dick Outback works. Outback and Flemings is not the same. Outback and Flemings is not the same. Y'all need to understand that broke niggas fuck the best. Niggas who got to fuck for a home. And they do not fuck the best. Yeah, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell, again, I fucked a broke man and they do not fuck the best. Bit legs do not believe the heart. Just like old men don't all get attractive. I'm sick of hearing that shit too. Old men get old just like old women get old. Y'all do not all grace with age. Genetics <laughs> play a role. You got some women that look great with age. You got some men that look great with age. Y'all all don't look good. Y'all all don't look good. Y'all all don't look good. I am so sick of hearing that. You'd be like, oh, I want to date a 24-year-old. I look great for my age. And I'd be like, to who? Well, you should have said, you should have been talking about that when all them women was going crazy over Ron Asen because everybody was trying to suck Ron Asen's different diversities. But here's the thing. So, that, is a, that is a small percentage of men that look good with age. There are a small percentage. The, there's a small percentage. Okay, I'm going to say this. There's a 30% of men that are older that can date a younger woman. 30%. 30%. This is based off of my ideas, me asking a lot of women, me talking, and me going through the statistics for a couple months. I've gotten to this 30%. There are 20% of men that actually just age very great. They look good for their age. They look blessed. And then there's 10, they look blessed. And then you got the 10% that have a lot of money that we don't give a fuck what they look like because they got so much money, no one cares. Oh That's God. that 30%. The 70% of men who are delusional that think they could date a 21, 22-year-old at the age of 35, 
I'm going to be single forever because they're never going to get that girl ever. So unless they pay there because they unless they unless they get some money because if a woman is going to date a average looking 35 year old that makes average amount of money they could just date in their age group oh lord so I mean, did, thank you sydney samuels I'm not, and, I mean, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that to downplay anybody i'm just saying you should go where you're celebrated there are women in your age group that would love you and love up on you that would probably do a 50 50 partnership with you because they have their own money at that age too and have maturity and want you should date in your age group sure you should date in your age group you should date in your age group y'all don't like these city girls the city girls are 25. i they love the city girls first of all and they're dope they are great but for the men that complain about them they're not in your age group you should date yeah, but... in your age group those women are not city girls no more they have retired the, you 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 fly that flag so much. I'm just like okay. What? No, I mean it's cool. I, I just I think I think people. I don't even want to get into it. I, I, just, I, it. I, I understand why people say they like what they like, but I just think that there's a reason that men are not burying women, and the reason why I feel like it's because their standards are too high. They're too high, and women are the only. My women's standards or men's standards. Women and men's standards, but men's standards are yes, too high. They're too high. They are. You the fact that the fact that you a lot of y'all think that some of these women on IG y'all can see them walking around in real life is crazy. They're not that's, okay. One that's people who are very delusional and stupid. Like you know, good and well that you might gonna see. You know, there's a lot of them. I don't know what I don't know what reality a lot of these people are are in. Um, they're, they're, I mean, and I'm not saying you. I'm saying people in general. If they fit no, into the standard, the, those those people that fit into that standard, yes, a lot of men, a lot of men are, are delusional with the amount of that. The fact that they think every woman has a high libido and fucks like a porn star, delusional. The fact that they think that every woman is going to want a billion kids when they in a 50-50 partnership, delusional. A fact that a 50-50 partnership would include them cooking and cleaning all the time without a woman complaining that they don't want to do all these traditional roles when they have to do 50-50, delusional. These the standards are too high. It's mm. like there you're not getting enough of a trade-off. Women's standards are too high too. You can't expect every man to make six figures. It's not plausible. You can't expect a man who has a that's perfect looking, has good big dick and good standards to probably be faithful at a certain age point. It's just probably it's it's the likelihood of it is lower. The standards are too high. You gotta be realistic with what you're getting and what you're asking for. Mm. Do I you know? You have to. And then if you also got to stop asking for stuff that's not in your reach. If you are looking for a 10 and you ain't never dated a 10, maybe you need to look for a 6 or a 5. You need to lower your standards. If you're a woman and you are you ain't never dated a man that makes over $60,000 a year, that's, just, that's probably your cap. You need to stay in that cap. You strive, you that's strive. your cap. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with dating an average and having a happy average life. There is nothing wrong with it. We can't all shoot for the stars. A happy average life means you're going to be have companionship. You're going to have someone there to, for your needs. You're going to have there someone sexually, emotionally, physically, someone you can grow with, someone you can build with, someone you can have kids with and have a family with someone you can grow old with and i feel like that's a much better trade-off than you chasing a dream i don't know i think some people don't look at it as a dream i think it is some a people dream. Companionship is a dream finding someone that loves you for you 
in a world where we are self-serving, where people are disposable, is a dream. Mm. Go tell it on the mountain then, shit. <laughs> Go tell it on the mountain. It's a dream that know. people do not take seriously. I think I'm a little bit more optimistic. And maybe I'm a glass half full type of guy, so... I mean, I think that's me being optimistic. Love is optimistic. It's hard to find love in a sea full of people that are self-serving. So if my if my mate may lived an average lifestyle and was an average man, and that's someone that I knew I loved, and we have we were compatible. The sex was great. We he met my needs because my needs are pretty normal. I feel like I would be happy. I don't understand why people aren't happy with that. If I was to be, if I was to be with a man who had a lot of money, who had a big dick, who was perfect looking, that's what I was, and that still served my needs. Hmm. Then yes, that was what was good for me. I feel like love is the goal. Love is the goal because you don't want to get married to somebody, then y'all in a relationship with each other, and you guys never really loved each other in the way that you're supposed to because you guys are never compatible. You yeah, sometimes you have to learn how to love, like. Not everybody understands how to love that person. Like you have to learn that shit sometime. And sometimes the the uh, the communication part of it doesn't always necessarily work. And I think with now the way that we think or the way that men and women kind of understand that we have to go through and not not everybody, but some some of us have to understand that we maybe have to have a little bit of counseling to get that communication part going on. You know, it's it's different. It's different now. Like now I think we have way more channels to we have more channels. We have more channels and more opportunity to figure it out. The thing is, some people just don't want to figure it out. They I just mean, want people to are marrying less. So I don't think I think we have more challenges because we have more people saying you need these things to be to have a relationship be successful. Hmm. And in, and you have so many men that I feel so bad for that they feel inadequate if they don't make a certain amount of money or they feel inadequate if they can't provide a certain kind of lifestyle. They feel like they don't, they're not deserving of love. And then you have women yeah. who feel like if they don't look a certain kind of way, but they're not deserving of love. And that's not the case. Love needs to be reformulated that you need to go and be with someone who you know loves you and meets your needs. Your needs, not your wants. Your needs, not right. your wants. But if people didn't go, okay, so one, I think a lot of people go, I think a lot of people look at social media and kind of see what other people are putting out there. And people go so hard on those types of things. As far as like on my end, as far as like being a man, like it's like you got to provide, like you got to, you got to make sure that everything is straight financially. And it's just like, well, nigga. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure that I have that. But when other people see that, and then going back to the Demi Lovato thing from the very beginning of the show, people adapt some. People adapt what they see big time people, other people, famous people saying, mm -hmm. and they just be like, "Let me apply that to myself." And I'm like, "Nigga, you ain't you ain't making six figures, your damn self. What the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying?" But we don't. Most I don't think don't make six figures. Most I think logical thinking is like an eight or a nine or a ten. <laughs> I just think a lot of logical thinking is thrown out of the window, and yeah. sometimes maybe we should kind of take a step back and kind of reevaluate what we're doing. I do that all the time. I'm just like, yo, I want to if I get with somebody, I want to make sure I'm able to provide the way that, that they need to be provided for emotionally and financially. You know, what I'm saying? like I, being a man, you you have to. It's a lot of hats you have to wear. Yeah, especially if you want to be with a, a a person and keep that going on. Because if I get married. That's it. I'm not doing it more than once. <laughs> like we gotta make this thing work. I'm real 
Um, I'm that kind of person. Like, if we do it, we doing it. That's that's make sure this is what we want from each other, and let's just go. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go ahead and let's be let's be Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Let's go ahead and be Mary. People need to date with marriage in mind. If people dated with marriage in mind, these weird self, these weird things about money and all this other stuff wouldn't be much of a factor because mm. it wouldn't be because you would be focused on who actually makes you happy that you could be with for a long time. Mm. And I feel like that's not the focus. We choose, we use dating as like a like an extracurricular activity, and that's not what it's for. It's for marriage. Yeah, but, you know, to date to get married. You are not. You're supposed to date to get married, and I think that's the reason why people are. We, our society is so messed up with dating because we're using it for a different form. We're using it as an extracurricular activity. You're using as a woman. You use it when you bored, or you use it, or a man uses it when they horny. And that's not what it's for. It's for you to find someone to be with. <laughs> if you dated to look to find someone for you to be with, you wouldn't have so many hard people out here are broken hearts, bitter, asking for stuff they probably wouldn't have asked for if they weren't so bitter and angry, mm. men and women. And you, because <laughs> I mean, they, I feel like that's what happens. People get their heart broken so much. They'd be like, oh, I'm not going to settle because you got your heart broken once or twice. Girl, man, girl, go to therapy. Like I'm not paying for, I'm not paying for the stuff that this other person did to you. So and that's the problem. We're using it as an extracurricular activity or a band-aid, and it's not for that. It's for you mm. to find someone to get married to, to find someone to be with for a while. Not for you to hang out with on a Saturday night when you don't got nothing to do with your boys. That's not what it's for. Or when you're horny and you need a booty call. That's not what it's for. It's not for that. So when we start, when we get to a place in our life where we stop using it for that and we rise up to this idea like, oh, I would like, you know, in your 20s, it's cute. You know, in your early 20s, you're 25, 20. When you get 27, don't y'all get tired? Don't y'all get tired? Don't y'all want to go ahead and be with somebody? Like, I know y'all got to get tired of. Some people don't think that way, though. I think yeah, some people just. Sometimes when you don't come from traditional households, sometimes that's just one of them things where it's just like, you know, you do what you need to do to have fun. And I'm not. I'm not shooting at any bell. Your friendships are for fun. Your relationships are for fucking. But and you can't fucking, fuck your friends all the time. You shouldn't fuck your friends. Oh, exactly. Date dating can go into different categories. Mm -hmm. I know we we now we turn into lesbians. We all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, because Kevin Samuels got caught with a man, and we talked about this. Yes. All I'm saying is dating. Can fall in the category of I'm dating for marriage or I'm dating to get some some booty, and it shouldn't and it, be for that. We need to. I feel I don't know what's. So how are you supposed to get sex? You should keep dating until you find somebody you like to fuck. I don't understand why this is such a hard concept. It does not. Some I, people like date. Some people have sexual appetites for more than just one. There are people out here who want who have sexual appetites. And a vibrator to solve your problems. You guys. You people need to learn self control, okay? Self control. You need to control yourself. And I'm and I understand for men, you guys are much more of a hyper, are much more hypersexualized. But I guarantee you, you can find somebody that you like. It will probably only take you what thirty days of going through dates and saying, "No, I don't like you. I'm not going to go on a date with you. No, I don't like you. I'm not going on a date with you." You don't have to take a girl out on a dinner every time. Take her out for coffee. Just go on a slew of dates where you're taking out a girl for coffee each time until you land on one that you actually like. Oh, well, I, you know what? I see a, a little something here. You take her on another date. 
that's oh and you that's what you do and before you go on a date you vet her so that way you know you're not wasting your fucking time because y'all like to just jump out and go on a date with a girl you women like to do that too you you need to talk to her on the phone facetime her and get a feel for her if you because you could tell when someone likes you if you don't feel that don't don't take her on a date sometimes the vibes ain't there Sometimes you gotta feel it. You gotta feel the vibes no. when you when you go out. I'm telling you this: if you don't feel the vibes, they don't like you. They don't like you. You they can't feel the vibes through the phone all the time. Sometimes you gotta be in the same. Oh, face time you can see somebody and see their mannerisms. That don't mean nothing. They don't I, got like to, I got to be next to you to know what what the hell going on. You like to Facetime too. Filters are real, honey. Okay, filters are real. Facetime does not have filters. <laughs> Stop fucking up my argument. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't like you i'm sorry and you know what women i'm gonna say this women we are so bad about turning down men because women are scared i'm gonna say this i'd be scared to turn down men because they'd be like blowing up or i can't tell you how many times a man never, up on me i've never understood that so i be women be scared so no you, no you, i've never understood a man getting blowing up over somebody saying no like bruh come on men Okay, I'm going to the patriarchal society. Men are used to owning women. We have not. Women ain't been free for that long. We used men used to own women. We used to not be able to have jobs. It's only been the last sixty years that women have been able to do things on their own on their own terms. So, for the most of the, most of the generation of generation and generation of men, men have owned women. Mm. And that is, I don't know what I what I where I read this from. I definitely saw this on the Discovery Channel somewhere when I was a kid. How certain behaviors through generations are passed on so if you guys have are used to owning women for such a long time for generation generation i'm sure some of that behavior is embedded into the dna i'm sure men are just used to the ownership of women like the same way that when you walk past a woman and you say smile and a woman gets mad about it and men don't understand why because you guys feel like that is owed to you because you, you would never ask that of a man. You would never ask a man that's frowning, hey man, hey brother, why don't you give me a smile? Because it's fucking weird. <laughs> Excuse me, King. You need to smile today. Give up your crown, King. You would not say that. You got sometimes you gotta encourage him. Now hold on. Sometimes you gotta say, hey, hey, King, lift your crown up. It's but okay. Y'all don't do that. But y'all be it's quick to tell me in my supermarket to smile. I, one of the things I, one of the reasons I ain't giving up these masks because I'm sick of these goddamn hey why don't you smile like why why don't you, why don't you tell homeboy homeboy in front of me one smiling why did you tell him that like because you, because homeboy homeboy because homeboy legs don't look as good as yours no it's the ownership that you like have over my energy no it's the ownership <laughs> you have over my energy and i'm tired and, and i'm just using it as a small microaggression that men use to women but i say that to say that men when men get turned down they feel like they've invested um, any kind of energy into you they feel mm-hmm. like they're owed something that's why you get this this backlash that's why you have more women that ghost i was reading some statistic i be reading statistics all the time I all the time well i i need them to back up my arguments because i don't ever want people to come back and think i'm just coming up with shit on my ass um this statistic i can't quote because i don't remember where i got this from but i definitely know that women are more prone to ghosting than men even though men women complain about it more women actually do it more yeah, they won't talk to the nigga because they're scared. You don't want to do with the backlash of telling a man no. He took me to Outback, and I didn't want to have it. So I ain't never been taking an Outback. Is the steak that bad that you keep bringing it up? I think see, 
I've never been taken to Outback. Oh, I forgot. You date fancy niggas that take you to like five star restaurants. Stop. Stop. You know what I'm saying? You be, you be, you be going to the restaurants That's where you get to look. You get to see Birmingham. Oh, this the oh the view is great of Birmingham. You are oh, so aggravated. That's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Where's what it is. Where's your crown, princess? Where's That's your crown? That's not what it is at all. I just don't. No one ever takes me to eat steak ever, like ever. And no, the few times I have, I've been what to Fleming's, I've been to um, mm. Chris, um, See? you know, they outback niggas. I mean, no one's ever. <laughs> de- I definitely, I'm sure if outback is like a normal price thing that's like close to Applebee's, I've been to a place that's like a similar price range, it's just more been more, more of a hole in the wall. Oh my god, people just put in more salt into my like, oh, Ruth Chris and Fleming's is where I've gone. I don't, no, I just, I don't people, deal into, people know I'm a foodie, so they put in thought into where I would like to eat. So if they if they're gonna take me to a place that's inexpensive, it's gonna be a place that they know has like really interesting food. Okay. So okay. it's just that's what does that mean? That means that men put thought process into where you're taking. Like outback is where you take a girl once you got her, not when, when you're trying to get her. You should put some more thought process. In I ain't going. I mean, I just, I just yeah, use outback. I'm, because... I'm saying it to anybody that's listening. Take they go to outback for their first date. Stop doing it. Oh, take... I mean, I'm, I'm a vegetarian, so it don't even matter. Oh yeah, you are. Mm-mm. See, I'm, I'm hella boring, so. I believe it. I'm not boring. I just don't do the so shit that people do. Then? So why'd you say it then? Oh, because because when you don't when you don't eat meat, when you don't drink, and you don't smoke weed, then niggas look at you funny. Oh, you don't drink? I definitely being lit. Um, I'm a pescatarian though, so I don't really eat. I mean, I'm a I'm a half ass pescatarian, as in like I, I'm a half ass pescatarian. <laughs> So I'm a pescatarian 90% of the time. And so like if I go to if I go out with my friends maybe twice out the month or something like that and they go to a restaurant that I know doesn't have options, right. I'm not going to be hungry. I'm going to eat what's at the restaurant. Or, you know, like I don't punish myself by forcing myself to not eat eat meat. Mm. But most of the time, like in my house, I only have pescatarian stuff. If I, you know, most time I go out. So people keep that in mind. I don't right. eat sushi though. Understood. So anything but sushi. So understood. Understood. understood um, Black Queen. We <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We we look. Tell everybody where they can find you. Tell everybody all the things that they need to know about you, Bap. You Black Amer- uh, Black American princess. <laughs> that was good. Um, you can find me if you're interested in any styling inquiries on Dressed in Happy. Um, you can hit me in the DMs right now. I am in the process of trying to figure out what I'm doing. My email was set up to my own stuff. Um, so you can just hit me in the DMs currently right now until I get my email up. Or, and then when that case is, you can hit me in the DMs. You can find me on Twitter, Clubhouse, if that's still a thing for you guys. I still use it occasionally. Um, anything, any, anything else, ask Sid the Twin Kid. Mm, okay. Oh, and you can find me on my podcast at Let's Not Go There. And we have Instagram and Let's Not Go There podcast. Because we give you the best and worst advice that you will ever get. We do not, mm. we are not relationship gurus, you guys. We're not relationship gurus. We're not. We are just two singles trying to make it. Lord have mercy. Well, this has been a this has been a very <laughs> this episode has been very interesting this week because we we definitely got off on all off of the topics and, Wait, man, it I'm, so, it was I'm so sorry y'all we I would be free balling on my platform so I'm just used to free balling it's all right you know it's cool we do what we gotta do um what else next week show guys should be back um 
I don't know what else to say. I don't have any inspirational things. Just make sure. Thank you guys for 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 tuning in. We said it on the podcast. We said it on this episode. What is that? Go where you're celebrated. Go. That's probably gonna be the name of the episode. Go where you celebrated. There we go. Where your adjust your crown, queen. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. Take care. She's kind of fucking with my money, but I mean everything I said, (laughs) and I say it again. Be right here.